So you guys ready? Ready. Oh, yeah. All right, cool. Welcome to I the... I think Lori Strode will meet her end. I think she will. We'll, we'll discuss that. But welcome to Generation of Horror, the first live stream. This is technically episode four. Today we will discuss Halloween 2018, Halloween Kills, and we might just touch up a little bit on Halloween Ends as well. Now, Joseph, he just watched Halloween 2018 for the first time. It was either yesterday or the day before. He gave me his thoughts in private, and I want him to share his thoughts here for you all to hear as well uh, and everything. <clears throat> Go ahead, Joseph. What was your initial thoughts on watching Halloween uh, 2018? <clears throat> so my initial thoughts on watching 2018, it actually reminds me a lot of The Force Awakens. And when I say that, it's because of just the, obviously the idea is they're trying to reboot it, you know, in a sense. Um, but also, too, there is a ton of nostalgia that is sprinkled throughout this film uh, in the way that it's shot, in the way that it looks. Um I personally enjoyed the film, um, but to a certain point, there are parts of the film that are like, okay, maybe not so great, but uh, we'll touch on the ending. The ending is probably my least favorite part of the film, but um, touching on what I did like about Halloween 2018, first of all, the pacing is really good. So this movie starts off, you know, it, it kind of builds up tension really quickly. You already are introduced again, or reintroduced, I should say, to Michael Myers. And then all of a sudden, the tension just really ramps up from there. And the film really doesn't slow down very much. Um, there's not a lot of low points in between, even when there's characters that are trying to establish, you know, certain dialogues and everything. There really is not a lot of low points, which is good. That's It, it kept me interested in the film. Um, the second thing I absolutely loved is the score to this film. Mm -hmm. Um more so the the ending credit score, which is called, I believe, Halloween Triumphant, which is like, I think, a remix that John Carpenter and his son did. Um, brilliant. Uh, if, no, if you guys haven't heard it, I highly recommend checking it out. It is simply fantastic. Um, it plays right at the end of the film during the end credits. And, you know, that part, including with the rest of the film, just it it really captures a lot of tension that I think was missing in some of the other Halloween films. They got really goofy later on. They're just, it, it didn't take itself too seriously. I did feel that this film was serious. I mean, you understood that Michael was coming and Lori was, she was ready for him. Um, she had been preparing for 40 years now, I believe it is from the last time. So this, this film as the way I understand it, it erases everything past Halloween one. So it's just, it's Halloween. And then you can say Halloween 2018 and it's 40 years later. And it's, uh, if you can imagine, um, you know, Lori's pretty messed up a little bit, you know, she's, it's 40 years later and she's still struggling with the trauma of what happened that night. But at the same time, she's taken on this, uh, this persona. It reminds me a lot of like, uh, of Ripley or, Characters like that that um, end up becoming, you know, female badasses. So at first it doesn't seem like that. At first it seems like she's just, she's paranoid and, you know, she's she's out there. She's crazy. You know, her daughter really uh, resents her because of the way that she raised her. Um, you know, being in, inside this, this house that's booby-trapped and it was just always every day being scared and afraid of when's Michael going to return. Because Lori knew that it was inevitable. He was going to one day escape and come after her. So she right. spent all that time preparing, but 
finally, when the uh, the showdown between them takes place, she just flips the switch, and she just—it's it, what we've been waiting for. She's this badass character that mm-hmm. you know. It's time, you, you know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take you. I've been waiting forty years. I'm not afraid of you anymore. And she just, you know, she battles it on. We'll discuss that together. But you know, right. overall, I did enjoy this film. I wasn't sure too much, you know, going in. I tried to have an open mind about it. I know, Jimmy, I think you've touched on it. You, after reviewing it a couple of times, don't <coughs> like it. I can understand oh, why it was... Oh, 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 sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I, no, no, sorry. I like... Oh, fighting words. Holy shit. I don't shit. love the film. And I love how it came out. And today, I feel so much differently than I, than I did October 2018. Go ahead. So... But well, I do like uh, it. Real quick on that, uh, what's up, Max Skate Tune, Luke? Yeah. What's up, guys? Uh, I absolutely, I absolutely agree with everyone. Uh, Max, yeah, the, what, what she did to her house was fucking awesome. Um, I want to see Michael back in a car stock. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that'd be cool seeing him drive again, um, which actually he did in uh, Devil's Autumn. But uh, we won't talk about that. But anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I, I like it. Uh, I like it. I think it's no, that's good. Too. That's good. Bringing up the house because that's, uh, that's the highlight of the film. You know, I was yeah. waiting for when and inevitably he was going to reach the house. And what exactly has she planned this whole time for Michael? And we saw it there. You know, she's she's got a panic room. She's got it was brilliant when she's going through. And I think my understanding is from the original script. This wasn't even in there to where she's going in and out of the different rooms. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. And she's got doors, trap doors that come down and seal off the rooms behind her. That is brilliant. And I I really enjoyed it because that whole section of the film right there, which just her going from each room, looking for Michael was the tension. You can feel it. And that was so well shot. And yeah. it's probably my favorite bit of the entire movie is just that por- portion, which there's no dialogue. It's just her moving through her house, looking for Michael. And really, you're just waiting until she finds mm-hmm. him. You know, she's going to find him. But where is he? You know, each room she goes through. And another thing that was interesting is when she reaches the final room in upstairs, you know, um, I don't believe... Lori had put those mannequins there. If my understanding is uh, Michael had taken the mannequins that she was using as practice mannequins to shoot at, he had brought those mannequins up there, I think. And that's that's how I interpret it. I could be wrong. Correct me, Jimmy, if I'm wrong. But um, the mannequins are all set up in a way. And then obviously she finds Frank's body inside the, the closet, which is, uh, I believe, the husband to um, her daughter. And anyways, then all of a sudden just Michael just pops out and, you know, they, then they, they get into it. But... Again, the whole, you know, setup of that whole house and everything was just so well shot. Is definitely the highlight of the film. Yeah. So I don't know if he set those up because you know she, she in her backyard she's like she uses those as target practice at yeah, the shooting range. I think that might have been just uh, storage for the, her shooting range because she was shooting the faces off of him. Which which uh, which is than that. trippy because I don't know how the hell he got Ray up in that closet. He choked him out. Or Ray. Yeah, Ray, not Frank. Or Ray. Fro- yeah, sorry, Ray. Yeah, my Ray. So, yeah. so he, got, he got Ray um, up there somehow, but he just choked him out and then then went to the door, you know, initially. I don't know how the yeah, fuck Yeah, that, that was... That was it's a shame. I get it. Boogeyman. Time elapses. I no, that's, that's the thing. That's what yeah. I love about the Halloween films. It doesn't need yeah. an explanation. Who cares? You know, he yeah. got him up there. You know, it's part of the jump scare, but, you, you know, you just... 
Michael's a supernatural figure in of itself. So it's just, you know, he, he found a way in that short period of time to get him up there and, you know, surprise Lori with it. So, but yeah, it, it's great. That whole shot of just the tension of having the, just the mannequins in, in that room. And then all of a sudden here comes Michael. who's was really well done. Talks to Quentin. How's it going? It's 226. Ah, man, you are up. It's Thanks let- for being up, man. Watching this, uh, the stream is really awesome. Uh, so right now we're discussing 2018 briefly because Joe, Joe is in oh, the green, yeah. green sweater. Uh, he just watched it the other day and he he's discussing his thoughts on it. He likes it a lot. I like it too. I just don't love it like I used to. And that's my fault for watching it too many times. I know um, what you're going to say too. <laughs> but um, so Chad, you want to just touch up on your thoughts briefly? I mean, I've, I've discussed my thoughts on, on, on videos. I even did a, a 2018 versus a 2007 video, which I like Rob Zombie. <sighs> movie more but uh <laughs> chad what's your thoughts on the film i'm in your corner jimmy i like the rob zombie film i mean too. thank you I, fuck you both um, <laughs> um <laughs> fuck you um i liked 18 i really liked 18 um i think Largely in part because it wasn't the Rob Zombie shit shows we got back in 2007 and whenever the second fucking one came out. And before that, what, Resurrection was the last one? Yeah. Which was just That's such true. a fucking, you know, barn burner. That was fuck. Um, no, I really liked it. Uh, the only things, me personally, I know a lot of people, a lot of uh, Halloween fans don't necessarily care for the second one but i like the second one i kind of wish they would have kept that maybe not the brothers well they would have had to but Mm. i feel like as much as i like that movie and as much as i love jamie lee curtis it didn't seem i don't know it just didn't I get how things like that can be traumatizing. I get that. I just wish it was a little bit more to it than that. What do you mean? Like they kept the hospital in there and he, you know, chased her all through that. Like that, I think a little bit more would have completely taken her over the edge. I don't know. Maybe there, I mean, maybe that's an editing thing. I don't know if they cut out a lot of that. I don't know, but. I liked 18. Uh, there's some things I did not like, like uh, the doctor, Sartain. Mm. That's and probably if, the point. Know, we're, we're, <laughs> we're not going to try to spoil it too much for the ones who haven't seen it, but I'm assuming everyone in this chat and in this live stream have seen it. <laughs> yeah. Sartain was shit. I don't know where that fucking concept came from. It probably wouldn't have been as bad if he didn't put on the fucking mask, but he did. And uh, You know, what, what was with that? I, I didn't... It, he just randomly stands up. He's got Michael's mask on, and then he, you know, he drags Michael's body into the car, and then takes it with, off with with one arm, a five foot nine. Yeah, doctor he, he was wounded. One arm carries I, still, a six foot he, four. Michael, you know, maybe. Well, I know he was he was a defi- definitely hell bent on. He was definitely hell bent on trying to understand, you know, what what is the real cause behind Michael's evil. You know, that that's what I, I got from it is he, he, he helped Michael escape and he really wants to know what is the driving force behind 
the evil that is in Michael. It, it, you know what what gets him off with the, the killing and such. You know, and that's why yeah. when he he kills, I believe it, it's uh, Frank is the the sheriff, right, or the Frank. yeah, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. So when he kills him, I believe he, he utters some line to the effect of you know now I understand you know what it's like to kill, or he gets something from when he kills him. And so I think that's part of the psychological thing that he has when, with studying Michael for as long as he did. Um, he became obsessed, and then he definitely was obsessed with wanting to hear Michael speak. So could you imagine that in the 40 years since the first film took place, Michael never said anything? Not a word. And yeah. so that, that drove Dr. Satane so crazy. He wanted to hear something. You know, and that's when... Uh, um, Allison was trying to use that as a bargaining thing for her life, you know, so I heard him speak, I, you know, I could tell you what he said if you let me go. He was so hell-bent on knowing, you know, what Michael was thinking. What's so, yeah, what? so I, I was okay with that, but of course, it, it, I still don't understand why he put on the mask. It was kind of weird. It was fucking stupid, uh, dude. The second he put on the mask, and all of a sudden he popped up into frame. It just looked yeah, so that, awkward. I, just, I don't know yeah, what they just were doing a, with that. Yeah, yeah. um, That that whole fucking thing was. That whole scene just needs to go bye bye. Frank just got drunk or passed out somewhere because he's fucked up too. So if my if my understanding is correct, and I could be wrong here, they wrote that in because during reshoots. Now I could be wrong. If anyone's in the in the in the comment section, let me know if I'm wrong or if what I'm saying is somewhat accurate. Originally, the, he wasn't like that. That wasn't his part of the, the character. But because... Okay, so Laurie Strode actually is the one who caused the bus crash. But then I believe after like a test screening, maybe before reshoots occurred, they looked at it like, oh shit, Laurie Strode is the catalyst behind why Michael escapes. And she it's her fault why, why Michael caused Rampage in Haddonfield. And they had to figure out a reason for it not to occur that way. Because otherwise they would have painted her as the villain or a villain in some sort of sense because it's her fault. Everyone, all these people who died, their blood is on her hands. Yeah, you know, and that wouldn't have made much sense either because if she really was hell-bent on becoming the the hunter, the true hunter to Michael, she could have just found some way to get in there and, and kill him that way instead of, you know, costing innocent people their life. I did, that doesn't make much sense, and I yeah. think that would not have been good towards her character. So, yeah, I got to make you know, something's got to be the catalyst for how Michael escapes and I guess that's that's what they ended up choosing yeah absolutely so we've, we've discussed 2018 it, it's 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 widely praised amongst a, a good portion of the Halloween fans I don't hate the film it's no fucking resurrection you know that movie's you read oh, Cameron wait Cameron Cameron's the boyfriend right yeah that's uh yeah yeah it's Cameron Cameron sucked too was, I could. I think I read. Well, he might have a big that, part. In, yeah, in isn't he supposed to have something? In, something in the sequel? He's supposed to have a bigger role of some sort, some connection or of some sort. Yes, because his dad yeah, comes back, Lonnie. Got it. Okay. So now we've discussed 2018. Let's talk about Halloween Kills. So, assuming or almost confirmed, the end of the uh, end of 2018, they're on the back of a truck and they're going to the hospital. This is where Lori Strode more than likely is going to take a. You know, take she's gonna stay at the hospital for more than likely a big portion of the film while things are happening outside of the hospital. From here, what do you think is going to happen? I know this has to be, this has to be big. 
it's called Halloween Kills. There, there has to be a huge body count. It has to be bloody. There has to be just some crazy epic conclusion that's going to set up Halloween Ends to be like one of the biggest horror films ever. So what can they do to up the ante to make people flock to Halloween Ends? Because they can't just give us a shit pie and expect us to go and watch shit pie again. Yeah. Um, actually, yeah. Uh, Tommy Doyle and... Um... Lindsay's back. Lindsay's back, and I think they're gonna have a bigger role. The nurse is back. They're gonna team up. They're gonna. Oh yeah, Marion, right? Yep. Uh, I think they're gonna team up with uh, Karen, and I think they're all gonna. Uh, while Lori's still in the hospital, you know, like everyone's gonna come together, even the sheriffs and all that. They're gonna come together and like hide her. I bet, and they're gonna. You know, the others are going to team up and form a mob and something, and he's just going to mow through everybody. So I wanted to he's ask, is, everybody. is Lori supposed to be in both of the next two films, or it, her appearance in Halloween Ends, is that not confirmed yet? Well, it's I confirmed. thought it was confirmed. Okay, so she is going to be in both. This, this was mm-hmm. my thought. If they kill her in Kills, she can still come back in Flashbacks for Ends, and she's still part of the the trilogy or the quadrilogy, whatever you want to call it. But do I think she's going to die in kills? No. Do I want her to die in kills? Yes. That's interesting. That would would be the opposite of me because the whole purpose for me is to see the, you know, I, when I went and watched Halloween 2018, just the other night, to be honest with you, it was with the idea. I, I wasn't paying too much attention to kills or ends. To me, I thought this was going to be the climactic thing between, Lori and Michael, and of course it's not, but that's really what me as a goer, a movie goer, and as a Halloween fan, I want to see, and probably it's not going to happen, but that's okay. I want to see an actual real conclusion between Michael and Lori. That or, that would be more fitting for me. I don't want to see his end or demise or whatever come before the hands of you know his daughter or her daughter Karen or Allison or any other character. I would rather see the two of them go out together or she ends up finally defeating him, whatever. But that's that, that would be a satisfying conclusion to me. It's probably not going to happen that way, but that's what would be – that's what I ultimately want. So I know you feel probably maybe otherwise, you know, but that's how I would love for it to actually conclude truly is with the final fight being between Lori and Michael, which has been building, you know, and which they're probably building a little bit here, so – I would love for it if they set it up like Resurrection. The exact same way. And she's like, oh, not today, motherfucker. And she God. takes him with her. <laughs> no, don't do that. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> it's probably going to be some, he finally finds her at the end of Halloween Kills. He gets her in the same room. She looks up from her gurney and it goes to black. To be continued in Halloween ends. Yeah, you know, listen. and then she dies in like the first ten minutes of Halloween ends. <laughs> can, can, so that would be some shit. I agree with imagine? this. So, 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 I think like even though I want her to die in kills, her being in it till the end only makes sense. You know, you start this movie off in '78 with Michael and Lori. It's only fitting that you end it with Michael and Lori. So, so from a, a story standpoint, that makes all the sense in the world. And, and I think most people would agree like that's the way to do it. I think I think the shock factor of her dying in the closing minutes would be just so epic. Now I've made a video on what I want to see happen, and what I want to see happen is in the closing minutes, 
We, everyone's getting together. Everyone's gathering up, and Lori's still in the hospital. Michael gets into Had into Haddonfield Memorial. He kills the security guard, which is played by Charles Cyphers, a you know not Sheriff Brackett, but security guard Brackett now, and he kills him. He starts killing everyone, and he starts going room to room, killing people. But before he goes room to room and killing all these random patients, he he knocks out the the, the power, and then the, the emergency or the the you know, backup generators are going off and flashing lights, just flashing lights throughout the entire. Uh, hospital and corridors are just like beat, like going in and out, flashing in and out, kind of like re reminiscent to Halloween Six in that scene where he killed all the doctors. Michael stealthily just kind of oh. starts going in room to room, killing patients, and you can see like side angles of him going into a room. You can hear like screaming. Him walk out, goes in the next room. He just a massacre at the hospital. The closing minutes shows Lori trapped in the hospital and her and everyone out from the outside looking in as Michael kills her, and they can't get in to stop it like a dewey moment from a screen movie yes like that but like much more like kind of like uh climatic and in 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 like where she actually dies not, not makes it out yeah because yeah. dewey still made it out every time <laughs> yeah i know right every time Gee. what did roman say every time he enters the room he becomes a goddamn shish, uh, shish kebab <laughs> <laughs> exactly so, karen will die but take a grain of salt yeah to be honest even if I so, think... even if Lori oh, makes it, even if Lori makes it all the way to you know to ends, and it comes down between the two of them, mm -hmm. I would actually be satisfied too if in the showdown Michael is actually the one who wins. After all this time, it is actually Michael who kills Lori in whatever sort of glorifying fashion they want it to be. Um, in kills or ends. In ends. So, oh. personally, like I said, I want to see Lori make it all the way. You know, she could have a smaller role in Kills. That's fine. She could be in the hospital the whole time. She's decommissioned. And really, the film's more so about her daughter and Allison. And eventually, at the maybe at the end of Kills, you know, Lori gets up finally. You know, she's, she's basically taken that movie to regenerate, put it that way. And then mm -hmm. her climactic uh, conclusion with um, Michael is in ends. But... One ending that'd be fine by me is if Michael actually wins. You know, we always see in a lot of these, you know, films that it's always, you know, there's the happy ending, which, you know, it sometimes works. But wouldn't it be something if it's actually after all this, Michael, Michael just, you can't be killed. They end up concluding that Michael can never die. Similar to Jason, you just, you cannot kill evil. And it ends with Michael finally, you know, defeating Lori once and for all. But that becomes his ending. There, there's no no reason for him to to do anything yeah, kind of like the thanos thing he he fulfilled his purpose now he's gonna go off to go i don't know find some help he just goes just... and keeps killing i don't <laughs> think he stops could. i just think he, he, keeps going. Or he just goes and he sits somewhere and rots away i don't know but <clears throat> like i said that would be yeah. uh, different but satisfying at the same time Right. What's up? I'm sorry. I'm, um, I'm back now, guys. Uh, we got another person here, Kryptonic. How's it going, everyone? Oh, how's it going, Kryptonic? Kryptonic? How's it going, everyone? Thank you so much for all for everyone. Let's take a moment to go ahead and read everything that we see here in the comment yeah. section. We'd like to catch up a little bit. Um, so we got uh, Luke. It should be a much more darker theme than 2018, which I hear is there was a screening in, uh, I think, L.A. and there's one in New York, both which had nothing but praise heard, for the film. Yeah, I heard that they good. Um, I, of course, I made a video on why those kind of things aren't exactly important. They don't really matter. The film's not done yet. So, so on and so forth. There's so much different variables that go into something like that. But um, let's see here. Toxic. So wait, 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 where are we at? Toxic Quentin says, I heard that Karen will die in 28 or in kills. 
it talks or skate tune says I've heard the same thing. Um, so I kind of like that idea though. It could work. It could work. Like, is it over? Did you guys get him? And he, you know, if if it, uh, what Quentin was or yeah, Toxic Quint was talking about, um, where they're on the phone, he just picks it up and he's, you just hear the breathing. That would be kind of that'd be fucking dope. Th- th- but that would send Lori, and that just Halloween ends. She just is just as crazy as fucking Michael is. And again, that would play into what I would want too. That maybe that's uh, a, a trigger, a trigger for her to make it even better and ends between up, Bryce or and Michael. Maybe uh, the you know twenty eighteen is like uh, round one between the two of them, and Lori got the upper hand, and then in between that, you know, Karen maybe Karen gets killed off, and then that's a huge trigger for Lori. And then she goes into this psychotic rage that maybe could match Michael's. I don't know. You know, it's something to think about. Bronco Juggalo talks movies. It, Bronco Juggalo is, is a buddy of mine, really good guy. He is a Broncos fan and Bronco. We have a Raiders fan and a Chiefs fan in here. So. <laughs> oh, do I got to pull my hat, my hat. <laughs> Just like I did for Joe and put him in check too. Huh? It right doesn't exist as far as I'm concerned. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Good, go for it. <laughs> That's good shit. Uh, no, but go back to the film. Um, yeah, he wanted her to die. Um, I think so as well. Can you imagine if they did something like this? They they went back to the Halloween return with this guy. It should have been the Packers versus the Chiefs. Just just throwing that out there. Um, <laughs> um, I think what, what they could do. You know, I think Halloween Returns has a script. What's the Halloween Returns where? Um, Michael's on death row and they go to kill him and, and, you know, his body like rejects the serum and he just breaks out and all hell goes, goes, you know, all hell breaks loose. Can you imagine if in Halloween kills or in, in following into Halloween ends, he kills everybody, Lori, Karen, Allison, Tommy, Lindsay, nurse, uh, Marion Whittington or Chambers, whatever they call her. Um, and then he, he, he gives up, he gives himself up. He's done. But I, I don't see I don't see that ever happening because there's no motive at this point. But can you imagine yeah. the ending of Halloween ends being him on death row? I would love that to happen. They're taking him to the chair and he just breaks free and just starts slaughtering everybody in the fucking prison. <laughs> he still wins and you just hear the screams as it just it you know pans back out of, out of like a you know a window and you just hear shit just going crazy and it's just like like i'm saying yeah that's again i'd be totally satisfied with that too that's (laughs) that's michael's triumphant evil wins he would have killed every single person so kryptonic uh john from h2o should come back it's funny because they did mention a couple failed marriages with Lori, kind of like a, a a hidden easter egg or an easter egg for jamie and john's characters without name dropping anyone yeah yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know how that would make that work. Uh, also, horror fanatic. Did anyone think that the Myers house make a comeback? I hope so. It needs to. I really do hope so. They use the Myers house. I think it will because the uh, not just the uh, flashbacks, but then they say that it will be in the regular film in the uh, present day. Well, I'm, I'm actually surprised. Why didn't they go explore his house in 2018 when they were looking for him? I'm not they sure. built the I think house. they were supposed to. But. They built the house that was supposed to be in the film, and then they didn't use it for some reason. I don't remember why. So the, the I think the scene where you see Lori fall off the balcony, we were talking about this before the live stream, um, that was actually remodeled from the Myers house that they had already built for the film. Oh, okay. Okay. 
All right. <laughs> well, yeah, one Super Bowl every 50 years, sometimes the emperors have to toss the bread before the best. <laughs> oh, Marco, bro. Uh, okay. Hey, I mean, you had Peyton Manning for the last one, so, I mean, you know. Ooh, that's true. Is it a lock with your lock? I don't think so. But anyway, yeah, this is not football. So, uh, sorry, Bronco. We'll talk about that later, man. <laughs> um, uh, Michael kills everyone except drumroll Julian. <laughs> that'd be great. Uh, that'd be amazing. Oh, sorry to go off topic. It's Pet Cemetery 1989. I think it's well done and gets overlooked. Pet Cemetery? You guys like that. It's in my top three. Um, top three. 89. Amazing yeah. film. And it needs to be Michael getting the death row, breaks free. Next thing you know, Michael after Allison. Yeah, that'd be cool. Allison, Allison somehow gets the uh, the passing of the torch or something. That'd be kind of cool. That reminds <clears> me, <throat> of, is there any symbolic nature to... So the final shot has uh, Allison holding the kitchen knife in the back of the truck. Was there any symbolic if, reason for that? If, if they were still brother and sister in the storyline, maybe. Because remember with Jamie, she went all fucking crazy and stabbed her, her foster mother or whatever and uh she was basically mute in five it, i mean that could be a thing but they didn't keep that together and she's you know Lori's bloodline if they were still brother and sister it would have been michael's bloodline too but i don't know that i mean maybe she's the one who kills him maybe she saves her grandmother maybe she couldn't save her mom but maybe she saves her grandmother in the end i don't know so, so you with know. that, Joe, my theory was this. So she's the very final shot. You see her holding the knife, right? Mm. If you remember in Halloween 1978, uh, Jamie's character, Lori Stroh, she kept dropping the knife. She stabs him, she drops the knife. She stabs with the clothes hanger, she drops it. Or no, sorry, she stabs with the clothes hanger, drop, grabs the knife. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. <laughs> the crochet needle to the neck, drops it. Arthritis. The, the, the knife. She, she kept dropping the weapon. She, she she wasn't strong enough. She just thought it was over. And, and Allison, she held it because she it showed like that empowerment, like that it, she had developed strength from the start. Like originally, she was like, you know, say goodbye to Michael, you know, because he's it's whatever. It's, it's happened forty years ago. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It, it showed that. Allison's a stronger character than Lori was in '78. You know the way she acted with Cameron by you know after he dumped her. Uh, phone in the whatever that was pudding or cheese or dip or whatever the hell it was um, I, I thought that was kind of like symbolic in a way that she didn't drop the knife because she's still prepared or still you know she's strong she's the, she's the strong lead now if true that, that makes mm. perfect sense that's <laughs> well put right I hope it didn't sound confused, uh, confusing <laughs> a couple comments by Frank Propis, what's up, man? Is this movie still going to be released in October with Corona? I mean, uh, it might go to, you know, if it's still locked down during that time, which I don't think so, but if it is, it might it might go to a streaming service like they've done with uh, Invisible Man and what was that other one? What the hell is that? <laughs> what was that? It's my cat. Oh, that's your cat, huh? okay. It's my cat, yeah. <laughs> Shut up, cat. Yeah, throw me off. What was it talking about? Um, According to Jason Blum, it's still going on. It's still happening. Oh, okay. The Hunt? Movie going to be released in October? Maybe. Um, Oh, yeah, The Hunt. That's the other one. Um, Oh, no, Blumhouse, please don't go Curse of Thorn. uh, Have a great stream, guys. Okay. (laughs) Later, man. Uh, Do I have a understand if people don't like it? Back of a truck. I do think it starts up 
at the end of uh, Halloween 2018 in the back of the truck. I think Halloween Kills happens the same night. Oh, good night, Bronco. Uh, Go ahead. Yeah, um, I think it happens the same night. Um, ends? Eh. I don't know about ends, but I think Kills happens the same night. <clears throat> welcome back. Oh, welcome F Base. What do you think about Fred Lerner playing? It's true, Luke. True, Luke. Or rooftop true. scene. Fred Lerner. So Fred Lerner is um, Fred. Um, he was he's the father of the 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 stunt double or the the the, the reshoots. Um, A Michael Lerner. A Michael Lerner did oh, Michael Myers and Curse okay. of Michael Myers for the reshoots, and Fred Lerner That's played his father. Yeah, so they kind of kept the the learners in. Yeah, that. I think it's cool. <clears throat> Absolutely, Bryce. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah actually, Bryce. I saw Bryce's comment too. So I totally, that was another thing I was going to mention was, um, could you, considering how well at least I thought this film was, could you imagine how much better it would have been if we had Loomis in it? So let's yeah. let's remove, you know, the shit doctor that we got. And let's say we put Loomis in there and, you know, they, <laughs> just, like, they do something else with him, whatever. But just imagine how much more complete this film probably would have felt. You know, it's definitely missing something. And I think it's it's missing Loomis's return, I think, in there. Um, th that's great to, to mention because he just, you know, I, th I think he would have brought a lot more to this film than what we got from uh, the doctor that inevitably was he's the van, he's the Van Helsing to Michael's right yeah to... and it just it doesn't feel right that he's not around but you know yeah, fortunately that's the way it is yeah Quentin I think so yeah um yeah <laughs> uh favorite sequels down Karen thing happens I think Karen I don't think Karen makes it out to be truthfully honest. Maybe Lindsay, maybe Tommy. Lindsay might die. Tommy's a little bit more prominent character, I guess. Um, Karen, I want to say Karen or Allison. That would be the easy uh, picks because either one would just completely, you know, like I said earlier, just send Lori over the fucking edge. But um, I think Karen, I think Allison could be the next, you know, like the you know like i said passing of the torch so karen i think her death at the end of kills is probably what we're gonna get this is more the than thing. likely i think okay so we have also bracket coming back so lee bracket coming back bracket marion will die maybe sacrifice for laurie mm, bracket maybe i see bracket doing that marion yeah but bracket definitely i think yeah you know he, he already lost his daughter and I don't think he wants to lose Lori too, so he would do something. I think. I see Allison now. This is just me. If, if Karen or Allison was going to die, I feel like it would have a, it would affect Lori more if Allison died. She's young. She's barely getting out of high school, you know, and she has a world ahead of her. She has a whole life ahead of her, away from this Haddonfield and Michael Myers thing, and Michael cuts it to an end. That is like the ultimate, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, her daughter dying is obviously really tragic, but her also her daughter was also taken away from her uh, when she was young, you know. And then I, I know she hasn't been around her granddaughter, but her granddaughter still tries to keep in touch and still wants to, you know, have her close to her. And then just to see her granddaughter just get wiped away from the same thing that Lori tried to hunt down forty years later, it's 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 ultimately, in my opinion, the most tragic 
outcome. Maybe that's why Allison needs to die. Because from what I'm hearing, it seems that a lot of people are almost expecting that, well, if there's going to be some sort of catalyst, it's going to be Karen. Everyone's are, are yeah, they're already thinking that it's going to be Karen. Then, out, you know, instead of Karen, it ends up being uh, Allison. You know, it's something you wouldn't expect because they they established something, they built something there with, um, oh, God, it's my cat. There he <laughs> um, is. <laughs> you know, they built something there with Allison. And so you, you kind of think she's almost protected in a way. You know, some, some films, you know, you can almost tell they build them up so they almost have some sort of protection. But, man, wouldn't that be something if they did kill Allison? And I would just, that would come out of the blue. I don't think people would actually see that coming. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But I also feel like if Karen goes, it'll be like, well, fuck, okay, she was taken away from Lori. Lori couldn't protect her then. And she couldn't protect her now when Michael gets her and fucking, you know. Well, how much of a relationship does Lori still have with Karen? I mean, in the film, to me, it felt like, you know, the two of them have kind of, uh, you know, their relationship had been so uh, hurt because of what Lori had done throughout her childhood and then obviously losing her. You know, how much relationship really is there? I think, you know, even in the film, you know, Allison's like wanting her grandmother to be there. You know, saying, you know, did you call grandma and stuff? And Karen says, oh, yeah, I know I did when it turns out she didn't. You know, it seemed like Allison really had more of a relationship with with Lori than Lori had with her own daughter. So that's probably another reason why it'd be more impactful for Allison to actually be the one that dies more so than Karen. Not saying that, you know, it, it wouldn't hurt Lori, but I mean, it just... Right. It just seems like there'd be a really heavy thing there with Allison. Very, very, yeah. very tragic. I don't think they will, though, because I think uh, Braden Timmons actually uh, mentioned this, how it's it's going to be like uh, Infinity War of horror movies. Or maybe you said it, James. I'm not sure. One of you guys did. It was, yeah, Braden. Um, it was Braden? Okay. Hi, Braden. Um, mm. Hi, Braden. Uh, uh, they, they, I think they will try something like that to make it like Infinity War. He's just going to fucking plow through everyone. But... I don't think they kill Allison because in, in Infinity War they killed Spider-Man. He's a kid. They killed him. But they brought him back. Everyone knew who's going to come back. You know, whatever. Okay. They won't be able to bring Allison back. So I don't know if they actually pull the trigger on that or not. They might. That'd be fucking cool if they did. Like, oh, wow. Okay. That took some balls. Uh, you know, Danny and uh, David. That, you know, wow. Pretty ballsy. Uh, who knows? Maybe they will, but I personally don't see that happen. I see it's either going to be Karen or we're going to get a curveball with Lori. I don't know. Yeah, we, we I think something. Karen is the top candidate of those three. The thing is, like Karen seems like the obvious choice because, like, like from a lot of fans, uh, people were like, "No, oh, man, Karen. I really thought she was annoying. They should have brought back Daniel Harris. She should have been Lori's daughter, not." Uh, Judy Greer. Judy Greer was just an annoying character. Now, I'm not saying Judy Greer herself is annoying. She's been in a lot of films and she's, she's a good actress. But I felt like she just felt out of place in 2018. So I almost she, feel like it's almost yeah. like kind of like it's, it's expected to be a, yeah. a reason. It's funny you said that because I had that discussion with Chad actually. I think it was last night when I was telling him about the movie. I, I was telling him that um, I actually was annoyed with the Karen character. I didn't like her from the get-go. She just was annoying. She was bitching the whole time. And then she gets one moment at the end 
where she's, you know, she's like uh, whimpering and then Michael appears and then she says, gotcha. And she shoots him. So that, that, that was a great scene, but that's really her only moment in the yep. film. Other than that, she, she, she needed more character. Development. Yeah, she really wasn't established as to anything else that I'm like, yeah, yeah. You know, there's something there. So if you kill her, I mean, maybe for the audience, it, I wouldn't really care. To be honest, and right. I mean, Lori, the character Lori will care, but what I care not really because <laughs> what they established right. with her in this film doesn't really make me care too much about her. I mean, Allison, I think, had much more there than Karen did. Oh, for sure, but Al- yeah, and Allison's a much more likable character, and I, that's why I think she will make it till ends. Um, Karen, I mean, come on, people root for Michael killing people and fucking you know jason chucky we're all rooting for them to kill people i think karen is going to be one of those characters that people are going to be like yeah go ahead michael fuck that bitch up <laughs> but uh um judy greer isn't the best actress uh i like judy greer um i think she's done she was in cursed remember joe she was the, the bitch yeah, she, yeah. <laughs> she she plays a great bitch but in this movie she was just more annoying than just bitch. Um, yeah, as an actress, I don't have a problem with her. It's just the way they present the her they to present the audience. Her, yeah, they, they could have done just, a lot better. She came off extremely annoying. I was just kind of like, I don't want to hear about you anymore. Oh my, what if we got a Karen for a Lori and Simi? <laughs> uh, no. But yeah, I think Karen. I think Karen bites it. I really do. I, I think Karen bites it. Yeah, Karen, uh, you know, Lonnie, and that'll uh, and that'll be just what just what Lori needs to get off her gurney and, and hunt that motherfucker down. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I do feel like a lot of these people who are being brought back are going to get killed. Do I think Tommy and Lindsay are going to die? No, but like Lee Brackett, uh, Nurse, uh, you know, Marion uh, Chambers, I think she's going to die. Um, I think a lot of the people who are being brought back are going to die, but I think Tommy and Lindsay make it to ends. Uh, both of them? You think both of them make it? Well, Anthony, um, his name is Anthony Michael Hall, isn't it? Um, mm-hmm. I always get confused. I, I, I don't know why, but my brain always gets mixed up with Michael C. Hall, the guy from Dexter. I don't know why. It, it, cause I don't know why. Oh, but Anthony Michael yeah. Hall from the Dead Zone and so yeah. other, you know, many great things. So other, so many other great things. Um, he has a big name, so he 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 has star power right there. So having Jamie Lee Curtis with star power, him with star power, and then you know Kyle Richards, she's got a name for herself nowadays. Um, I feel like that that's ultimately selling points. People from the '78 film, um, of course, Anthony Michael Hall wasn't, but I think those are selling points that bring butts back into seats, and that's another reason why I think Jamie Lee Curtis might not die in kills because she is a selling point. Right. But also on top of that. Back last at the end of last summer, when they said that Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends is going to have the character of Laurie Strode, Michael Myers, um, they didn't really go into detail. Like, you know, mm-hmm. Jamie Lee Curtis's character could die in Kills, and she got flashbacks and ends, and she's in the film still. Yeah, that that yeah, or they kill her in the first five minutes, like I said earlier. Which <laughs> I would, I would like that. That would remind me a lot of like. Uh, so, if, so say she does die, like what Chad said. First five minutes of Halloween Kills. Let's just say that they, it, it would, they'll cotton weary her from fucking Scream Three. It would, remind, it would feel Ooh. just like uh, what the what Star. I hate to bring in Star Wars to this, but what they did with uh, the 
not with just with Luke Skywalker in particular, how he oh. he dies in the second film and he's not there for the the final film. Um, I I don't I wouldn't like that. He just it, yeah, I don't spoiler know. alert. Thanks, bud. I haven't watched it. <laughs> well, there Thanks. you go. Um, that was like the only that, thing I had going for that fucking movie. You're not missing anything. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it just, I don't know. It wouldn't, it wouldn't carry soon. the same way. I and hope like the what, trailer drops soon, Quentin. And like what Jimmy said, um, you know, people want to go to see Lori and Michael. I know there's obviously people that want to move on from the, the Lori and Michael storyline. I, I totally understand that. But people want to see Lori and Michael. It, it's just, mm-hmm. I just, I see her playing a, a role in ends and I anticipate her being alive. Yeah, me too. In ends? In ends. Alive in ends? In, until Alive in end ends. ends. <laughs> I, I, sure. She either dies at the beginning or she dies at the end. She could die at the end. My buddy in 2018, when after Halloween Kill, or sorry, Halloween 2018 came out, my buddy Grunhouse Grotto, shout out to him. He's been away from YouTube for a while, but shout out to him. Uh, he told me, and I thought this was a, a remarkable idea, <sighs> that Lori should have sacrificed herself. In, at the end of 2018, instead of locking him down there, he should she should have figured out a way to lock them, her and him down there, so there was no escape, and they they would just both just engulf in flames, and that would be the end. Yeah, uh, I was actually gonna say that they they might save that for the end, have them both go down in a fucking. I don't think they'll do the fire thing. They could they could have done that at the end of 18. That would have been kind of epic. Yeah, it had. <laughs> Yeah, she'll come back with like a very tiny little burn mark right here. Very, very. Right tiny. Yeah, she'll come back like that, and then you know every movie gets smaller and smaller. But uh, yeah, it's gonna grab. Skin graph. Oh, oh so Bryce, um, Bryce asked a really good question. He said, "Do you think yeah, the let's comedy catch up on this for a little will bit. be ramped up in the upcoming new film? For a lot of people, it worked, but for me, it was hit or miss, and sometimes forced. How do you guys feel about the comedy in twenty eighteen? I think the comedy, like I said, I think it needs to be toned down for kills kills should just be a completely fucking you know <laughs> a roller coaster ride of michael fucking shit up that's yeah. what i think i think the comedy every once in a while okay you know uh the comedy in 2018 was hit or miss um i think they were trying to do a little bit more than what you know came out on screen but uh yeah in 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 kills it needs to be turned down Definitely. I think uh, it should be uh, just, like I said, just more brutal. Um, yeah. What do you think, Jimmy? The, yeah, absolutely, dude. Like, the the dad, oh, I got peanut butter on my penis. Bro. Bro. My Every daughter- time I saw him, I, oh. I thought of Mikhail's Navy, where he played one of the bumbling whatever he was, and he... They didn't have a comm system, so he had to like lick his link, his his fingers and his toes, and like you know hold on to things while they. And he always like electrocuted him. So I couldn't picture him other than that. So it's like, uh, he. You know, I got peanut butter on my dick. It's it's okay, like cool. When would I ever? You know, actually, in front of my kid. Yeah, that's weird. It's <laughs> weird. A little, it was a little weird. What about what, okay? What about this? Very weird. Julian is runs out of the room. He's screaming. He whatever, and then you oh know, shit. Oh shit! And his babysitter is getting dragged, getting ready to get murdered. Like you take a serious concept and then you lighten it up with some little kids being like, "Oh shit!" It's like, 
dude, no. Run down the stairs, get the fuck out of there. And Michael yeah. starts stabbing it and things go crazy. You know, you know, maybe he closes the door and you just hear it from the outside of the door and the, and you, the camera zooming out. And then Julian runs into her boyfriend and her boyfriend's like, you know, oh, my God. And then grabs a knife. And hmm. when the little kid was running by, uh, I believe the boyfriend, Dave, uh, Dave didn't, yeah. yeah, didn't he say didn't he say something? Like, oh, you're going to die, Dave, or something like that. <laughs> he made like some <laughs> remark to him. I don't know. It, but yeah. You know the go up there, Dave. You're gonna die. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I didn't. You know, to be honest, I didn't really notice the comedy. Maybe I didn't care too much about the comedy. I didn't really notice, except for that scene when he says "oh shit." That actually did make me laugh. I'm not gonna lie. It was funny. The only, yeah, I did the, actually the laugh. I'm thing, sorry. But one of the things I got a chuckle out of me, like I don't know why I chuckled at it, like kind of hard, is when uh, uh, they're chasing Michael. Uh, Hawkins and, and Lori and you know she's doing the whole like this and he comes behind her and she hits him in the nose like, oh fuck or, like, fuck me that was kind of funny that, other than that it's a little stupid shit like that gets me but like other things like you know, yeah so I like did the, laugh the, the sheriff, part, but the sheriff I, was kind of annoying what are we going to do uh, cancel Halloween and then he just starts oh. like laughing like oddly it's like oh that was funny what to you the, name? the sheriff the yeah. new sheriff Barker or something? I, I didn't pay attention. He wasn't important enough. <laughs> he wasn't he only showed up and like made a goofy ass comment being a sheriff. And I was like, oh, cool. You know, that reminds me, talking about characters that are not really important. So one thing that was uh, that stood out to me that I was a little surprised by is the two reporters, journalists, whatever you want to call them, that are introduced to you in the beginning of the film. Um, they actually met their end rather quickly, more quickly than I thought they would. So, it, you know, they were established, you know, they wanted to, you know, kind of set Michael off. You know, he brought out the mask and everything like that. They go and they have their interview with Lori and such. And then they get killed off at what, that, that gas station bathroom or whatever. To be honest with you, I was actually surprised that they were in the film more. You know, they, they set him up. I thought they were going to have a bigger role because, again, they're the first characters you see in the film. And then I don't even remember their names because it... it there wasn't much established after that. They just end up getting killed in the bathroom. But I, I don't know. That just kind of stuck in my mind. I thought, uh, I thought they were going to have some more meaning or some more importance to the film. But really, they just served as some kills for Michael. I feel like they were just there to make a body count. To be honest, so it looks like yeah. Wait, who's that? I'm sorry. Who's who's that? Aaron and um, Skitune said Aaron was the guy's name. Aaron and Corey, and the 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 chick's name, I don't remember her name. I know her name in real life is like Rian Reese or something. I yeah, met she's her. The, nice. She's really yeah, she, nice. Yeah, she's the one that's crawling under the bathroom stall, Chad. You know, I talked to you about that. I thought that was kind of goofy that she's crawling under there. And Michael's like, eh, he's trying to grab her. He doesn't seem like he's putting much effort into it. Aaron, you her head hit the fucking toilet bowl. Dude, God, that was that looked gnarly. African American sheriff. He... African American sheriff with the cowboy hat. I think oh, I like that guy. Oh, uh... I'm telling you, I think it's Barker. I, don't know. But... I think it is Barker. I think that would have gone space one. Yeah, they could use that in kills. Kryptonic. Um, yeah, it's Barker. Uh. Yeah, 
or that would probably be i mean if if she dies at the end of kills that would be kind of cool to see the knife fight yeah, I agree with that. The, I remember we were talking about the deleted scene in which, you know, she has what appears to be a knife fight with, with Michael. And, you know, if they somehow reuse that for to that, that would have been a fitting end. But, of course, it wouldn't have made sense now because this isn't the end. There's going to be two more films. But to put that as like a finale to where they have themselves a knife fight, that would be pretty awesome. So Toxic, Quentin. Oh, hold on. Let me, I'm sorry. Let me catch up just a little bit. Uh, the footage that was used in 2018 trailer when Michael Laurie have a knife fight, um, a knife battle, I think they could have used that to, to face Laurie's end and kills. Yeah, I mean, th that was like essentially a deleted scene that they even added as a deleted scene or an alternate ending in the DVD. And uh, they created two steelbooks with multiple with different release dates. I bought both, but they were the exact same thing with, with different art. Um, if you ever get a new Friday the 13th movie, who do you think should play Jason Derrick Mears? I think it should be a, a, a continuation of 20, uh, or sorry, 2009. Uh, Derrick Mears is m my favorite Jason next to Ted White, or Ted White next to Derrick Mears. Um, you know, but. Um, you guys call me Quentin Toxic as my dad. <laughs> Toxic as my dad. <laughs> That's funny. That's good. Um, uh, so, yeah, Stan, I think so Station uh, asks, uh, was the off-screen kills a good touch from Michael or not? Example, the two cops, the people at the gas station. And that's actually a good question because, you know, when I have discussions with other people about horror movies, it actually gets brought up a lot. Some people do not like off-screen kills. I'm totally, I'm totally okay with it only because, you know, off-screen kills usually it, it, it's kind of the traditional horror thing to where it leaves it to your imagination. You know, you imagine what happened to them, but some people definitely do not like off-screen kills. So I'm curious what you guys think about that. Hmm. I think it all depends fine if it's done right. And like the two cops, that was, you kind of saw it coming. When you saw the car, just, you know, the cop car with the lights on, you kind of saw it coming. Um, but they do. They do work if you do it right. It just depends. On yeah, it all depends. Do you want to see a guy get his face slammed into like a desk while with no teeth? And because essentially he slammed that mechanic's face down and crushed his shit in and took his teeth and dropped it down mm -hmm. uh, on Dana's character. Um, shit, yeah. do, do you want to see someone get slammed so hard that their teeth fall out and Michael just collecting all the teeth with with his hands? I mean, that's a cool little scene. I mean, if I, I imagine it in my head, he slams the dude and then teeth go flying everywhere and he just you know, kind of like, you know, slides his hand over the, the, the tile and picks them all up and then walks out of shot. That could be cool, but I like the, the idea of not knowing what exactly happened. You see the, the brutality, sorry, you see the aftermath, but you don't see it during. I like that with some shots. So him killing the mechanic and getting his teeth, I'm glad we didn't see that uh, mm -hmm. personally. Um, well, I think they filmed it. Oh, really? Like they used to. Like you hear, like the like if you watch the uh, documentaries, like uh, Camp Crystal Lake Memories and all that stuff, they talk about it. They always film. Like um, who's who's the uh, who's the uh, the makeup guy who works on The Walking Dead, Joe. Oh, Greg Nicotero? 
Yeah, Greg Nicotero. Thank you. Um, he worked on a lot of the Friday movies, and he says he's like, yeah, we would film it, but we, you know, we filmed it even though we knew it would be cut cut down. So whether it's intentional or not, it's probably a lot of that has to do with whoever's the the board uh, rating it. So they probably did film it, but you know. In the end, they probably just made it. Well, let's do it just off screen anyway. They off screen anyway. They're probably just gonna cut out all the good shit anyway. Right, and it makes sense. But also, the light- to what Jimmy said in regards to if you did see him actually kill the mechanic and then pick up the teeth, well, then the effect of when he puts his arm over the stall and drops the teeth is not there anymore. So there's no reason to see that actually happen. It's better just that he, you know, something took place in the mechanic and then. The introduction more to it is that the the teeth you know come out so you know i can agree with that where you didn't need to actually see the action take place but it you know there was a payoff with the with the aftermath a sensational cinema says off-screen uh, kills are for films with a cheaper budget or uh, or an unrealistic realistic situation I, I mean it it really depends i mean like sorry to, it also to helps to the down. theater of the mind which a lot of people like um a lot of people like theater of the mind because they can uh, probably come up with worse shit in their heads themselves. Yep. You know, assuming what happened to that character. That you know that they also do that too. So it, it depends. Uh, lower budget or not, I don't really know if that really. Uh, I'm, I'm sure it does play a role, like I, it did in our little film a, a little bit, but uh, yeah. We, we tried to show as much as we could with what we had, and, um, you know, it is what it is. But, uh, yeah, uh, sometimes it just adds to it. it just yeah, adds sometimes extra... scenes are just scarier when you don't actually see them. When you there's know? more mystery to it's it. Just sometimes it, it, it just de- it depends on the movie and depends on the flow of the movie. Um, but, yeah, it, it just depends. <clears throat> Mikey Bedran, I hope I'm pronouncing your name correctly. Um, Daniel Harris confirmed she is not the surprise cast member on Halloween Kills. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure if, if she was, though, she'd be obligated to say that. It's like she'd have to say that. I mean, I, I would love if she was, but um, if not, it's not, it's not, it's not the end of the world. You know, there's a reason why they didn't cast her from their point of view. Um, if that's the case, um, in regards to to the budget constraints of why off kill, off screen kills happen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, sometimes it doesn't move the story forward, and, and there's no point to it. That person died. And that's the end of story. Maybe their character wasn't important enough to really show. Uh, and of course, budget sometimes does fall into it, or it just it's not a- enough importance that's gonna it's gonna alter the film in any way. But uh, he right. says, "I uh, sensational cinema. I tend to prefer the off-screen kills. I, I like, I like, I like. Yeah, I, I mean, me too. I like to see the aftermath. You know, you, you, you. Maybe you visually see someone get pushed into the into the darkness, and you don't know what happens. You don't yeah. hear anything, and then five minutes later, yeah. you see their bodies just shredded up, and you know, you see guts hanging. I'm not a man for, that loves to seeing guts spilling or anything. I'm not. I'm not like that. But uh, yeah, I mean, it all depends how it moves things. Right. Right." Um, uh, Kryptonic, let's talk about the beginning of Kills, about how, about and how Michael gets out of the house. How do you guys think he gets out of that, uh, that trap? It's almost confirmed with, with firefighters approaching 
And because there was that teaser with him with the Halligan in his hand. And Halligan is a firefighter's tool. Um, so I'm assuming they break into the house and he kills one of them with it. And he, mm-hmm. or they break into the basement maybe. So I read the the so-called Halloween kill script that people are saying is fake. And it, it more than likely might be. Um, but I know that in that script, a Halligan was used to, to, to break out. Or a firefighter broke in to the basement with the Halligan. Michael took it and used it. Yeah. Uh, several firefighters. I think he does start with the. I think he does start with the firefighters and, yeah. So, but <laughs> let me make sure I understand this. So, so how long in between when the fire starts, Michael's down there, and then the firefighters get there? Wouldn't that whole place would have been, at least the basement portion would have been pretty much completely engulfed in flames by the time the firefighters got there, to actually get him out? Wouldn't he have been burning, pretty well by then? Mm-hmm. It, He's evil. He's burned before. Oh, wait, no, not in this timeline. I take that back. I take that back. Or, or maybe but, he breaks uh, out. Maybe he breaks out, and then he, from a, from a distance, views the firefighters putting it out, and he approaches the firefighters to take one of their vehicles to go into Haddonfield, maybe? It'll be interesting to see how they do that. Um, well, what, well, I, well, I meant, like, so from him actually escaping, he's not. he hasn't escaped yet. What's the timeline between... You know, when the fire starts and the firefighters getting there, my in between that there would be at least a decent amount of time where I would imagine Michael would have been burning. Let's say he's still in there, and the firefighters are the reason why he gets out. Well, I again, I would just imagine he would probably be in there burning, unless there's some sort of space in there he finds where he can hide and he's okay until they actually well, get there. I mean, I could have sworn well, kind of, yeah, kind of in the middle. You can see it's all around him. And he's just kind of standing in the middle, just in you know his just hands at his arms at his side. He's just looking up, but it could be all around him. And he just you know I don't know. It, it, who knows? I read um, somewhere to the effect that maybe someone said there's like a special trap door somewhere that Lori forgot she had, and he hides in there. So, you know who knows? Or or a cubby that she cubby like carved out sort. for uh, for Karen and or mm-hmm. Allison or something or or something like that. Yeah. Um, also, where's that other comment from uh, Toxic? If you guys were to be killed by Myers, what kill would you want him to do to you from the entire franchise? Hmm. <laughs> I'd I think, prefer not I think to die I would want. Um, no, I, I, I want to die. I, if I was in a, if I was in a movie, I, I want to die. Uh, the Lori Strode death from Resurrection. Just, just throw me off a building. Uh, uh, <laughs> what, what was her boyfriend's name in in twenty? Or not? Tw- yeah, a Will or H two? Uh, Will. I wouldn't mind that getting stabbed in the back and lifted up and then just like thrown down. So oh, yeah, yeah, that or or the head crush uh, with um... Brady. No. No, fuck Brady. Um, <laughs> uh, the guy from uh, Resurrection, Jim. Jim, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Jim, yeah. run! And he just stands there and he, Michael oh. puts the knife on the wall and just grabs him. I think if you do that, yeah, that'd be cool. Um, I don't know. For, for me, give me just the classic pin me to the wall and I at least want Michael to look at me and do that little head thing that he does. 
I love that. Like, uh, I love that. Christmas stocking or what? Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. I love that that shot. Jeez. Oh, wow. We have 20 people in here. This is awesome. Welcome, everyone. Wow. Hi, everyone who's been here. Yeah, welcome, guys. What's up? What's your stream name? And I truly appreciate Kilo. Great work on YouTube. Nice. Thanks, Bryce. I saw a comment in here Thank from you. Max. He says, uh, I, um, this is going back to Michael escaping. He says, I think he busts his ass through the house wall. I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> yeah, that, that would be great. Uh, also, Mikey Bajar Bajaran, the writer Scott team said they're working on two teasers. There was a video about that. Ooh, I did not see it. And when do we think those are going to be released? Actually, head bashing against wall cars going better than stabbing to death. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So apparently, they're working on two teasers. That'd be cool. Um. If that if that's actually true, what do you guys think the new timeline should be after this one? So, Season of the Witch Part Two. Um, I'm not sure about you, Chad, but Jimmy, I, Witch. I know you like Season of the Witch, and I like Season of the Witch too. So I'd be totally for it. I mean, there, I, I'm sure there's people out there that enjoy Season of the Witch. It, it just okay. I like Season of the Witch, but Season of the Witch. It's not Halloween Three. That's Season of the Witch. Don't call it Halloween three, and that's why I. It's said a good movie for what it is. I didn't call it Halloween. I just said it's. That's why I see it to season of the witch. But, but by yeah. itself, it, I, I've always thought it was an enjoyable film. Anthology. Yeah. If, it's, if creepy. Gonna take, it's creepy as fuck. Like if they're gonna take Halloween and they're, gonna, I mean, they should make it into. They should actually fulfill the anthology route. Mm -hmm. Go that way. Michael Myers is part of this part. We got the uh, Colonel Quentin. Later Quentin. We can have yeah. Good night, man. Peace out. Thanks for being a part of this. Yeah. And then, you know, we got Michael Myers, the Cardinal Cochrane. We can create new stories over here. We can go back hundreds of years, the beginning of Samhain. You know, we can go fucking full heavy metal, pedal to the metal, bro. Like, God, I have so... I would love them to go back to the beginning of time, the origins of Halloween. Yeah, that'd be cool. That would be cool. Um, I don't. <sighs> you mean as like an anthology film, or a TV series? Netflix fucking oh. something. So I think that would be. I think that would be better. Um, have, I don't know. Bryce commented. He said, uh, "Season of the Witch combined with Trick or Treat Two. Bingo. That's a good idea. I like that." Uh, yeah, I can see that. The guy said, okay. Um, yeah, that'd be perfect, actually. Um, since Comic Con's canceled, I hope we get a trailer sooner. Um, when was the did they even announce an original date for a trailer? No, my I back in like. November or December, I my prediction was March, and of course we're in April now, so I was wrong. Yeah, fuck you, Corona. Um, fuck you, Corona. Making anthology series, Michael always being the villain. Yeah, that'd be cool. Chris Duran, yay or nay? Uh, Chris Duran, yeah. Chris Duran, I'm biased. I say yes. Yeah, because I just interviewed him. Sorry. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. I like I like him though. 
I like him. I, I he got he got he got fucked on the mask, but he you know I like him. Yeah, um, like who is the next one? Uh, I always forget his name. From what? Uh, Re- uh, Resurrection. Brad Laurie. Brad Laurie. I like him, but he I don't know. He didn't. He wasn't bad. He just the the movie fucked him too. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh. Buster Rhymes fucked him. God, Buster Rhymes. Oh man. <laughs> uh, Courtney Estrada. Hey, how's it going? I haven't, I haven't seen you in here. Uh, welcome to the live stream. Um, just to let you know that this actually will be not only here for your viewing pleasure or anyone else's. Uh, this will actually be on our podcast, which is on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and so many other podcast platforms called Generation Horror. The live videos are up here on this channel, though. Yeah. Very cool. Ooh, so Skate Tune says, would a Michael copycat work like Roy from Friday the 13th, uh, uh, part five? Yeah. Wow. God damn it. I swear Skate Tune always comes up with the greatest questions. I was doing a Terminator one with uh, my buddy B. He came up with all kinds of good questions. I swear this guy is a uh, great questioner. Uh, questioner? He makes great questions. Great question. There you go. Question. Uh you know what, dude? It's hard to determine because if this was done in the eighties, you too, Max. Have a good one. Stay safe. You as well. Sorry. Stay Go safe, man. In the eighties, that'd yeah. be panned, similar to *Season of the Witch*. No one would want it. Today, oh, fuck, I don't know, man. This is hard because we brought back Michael. Bo- Michael Myers was brought back in twenty eighteen. We still have a lot of people like myself bitching. It's, I mean, I, I think. I mean, I think there's it could a lot work. Of people like Roy. Well, I mean, it could work. Like Roy, with, uh, so. I don't know if it's really it could be kind of similar but look at uh, what they're doing with Saw so they have Spiral yeah. from the book of Saw coming out so it's not I mean we don't really know because we only got one trailer and we don't know when the next is coming out and obviously the movie's delayed but um, really looking forward to that film by the way big big Saw uh, fan right here yeah so with that film it's Spiral voice of Jigsaw. But, <clears throat> with Spiral it's supposed to be in the same vein but it's not supposed to be jigsaw this time around so i mean it could work i mean it looks like some are going to be rolling with that so uh, that's definitely uh something to yeah, think but about. you can you can argue that michael is a much bigger pop culture icon or horror icon than jigsaw arguably i think yes he is but it you know it could work if they do it right i think if if it's like another um uh, inmate, maybe, or mm. someone who just knows about Michael and is, you know, crazy <clears throat> fucking Haddonfieldite, you know, who wants to, you know, join in on the, the killing or something, you know, something, I don't know. It could work. So, it, it, it so could did work. Roy from Friday the 13th Part 5, did he bring anything different to Jason? Than what Jason did with the other films, or was he pretty much identical to Jason? Is there anything that stands out to you that that's how you know that's Roy? I mean, other than watching the movie numerous times. Um, mm-hmm. Hold on, I gotta. Hold on, I gotta put in my charger. Um, no, he didn't really add anything. Because he pretty much tried to copy uh, Jason to a T. 
and use Jason as the, uh, you know, scapegoat for his killings, for killing his son, uh, Joey, at the beginning. But for the most part, he tried to, I guess, you know, because he had seen news clippings and everyone knew about Jason by that point. So he just tried to do some shit that Jason would do, like the um, the gardening scissors or clippers to that one chick's eyes and shit like oh, that. Oh, man, that was brutal. The strap around the uh, the tree, almost like how uh, Crazy Ralph went out, but Crazy Ralph, you know, got around the neck. This guy got around the eyes and, you know, he did the twisty thing with the rope and that really fucked him up but uh uh yeah i mean it it was pretty much another friday the 13th movie until the end when you found out it was roy it was roy yep oh so people love it or i don't mind it but you know it is what it is um so bryce bryce commented um what i appreciated about halloween 2018 so much was the use of practical effects and not reliant on cgi effects i'm glad someone brought that up because anybody that knows me knows how much i love practical effects and that's a huge issue and another topic we can get into in another video if we want to is the use of practical effects versus cgi Practical effects is always the bigger thing for me personally as a, as a movie moviegoer. Obviously, growing up watching, you know, 80s, 90s films, especially uh, late 80s, early 90s films, the heavy use of practical effects, um, you know, with Aliens and Predator, things that you can actually see and that I know it's real. And especially, we, there's a lot of talented artists out there that are able to make everything look so dynamically real when it comes to seeing thing in camera always has the bigger effect for me, especially when it comes to horror. It just, it's more terrifying. Pumpkinhead comes to mind. The creature effects with Pumpkinhead was just stupendous. I mean, that's one of my favorite, one of my favorite designs for a monster. So definitely I'm more for practical effects. CGI for me is one of the reasons some people may get on my case about it, but CGI for me is why I don't like a lot of films nowadays. Why I can't really sit through a lot of movies. I don't like the heavy use of CGI. For some movies, they are they're done so well they you know they can they can work. So the Avengers films, for example, any of the Marvel films, the CGI effects are done so well they don't bother me in those movies. But let's just look at horror films, for example, horror CGI creatures. I cannot stand. It just, I can't. It bugs yeah. me. When I know that it's computer generated, it's not scary anymore. There's no suspense to it. And a lot of the times the CGI, especially for lower budget films, are so poorly done. It just it doesn't add anything to the film. So I'm glad again that Bryce brought that up because that's a that's a really especially for me is a touchy subject because uh, I think that's what a lot of films are missing nowadays is guys really putting in the work to make things come to life. I mean, look at The Walking Dead, what Greg Nicotero does with the zombies and the effect. I mean, those are a lot of those. The majority is practical, in-your-face shots that look what he real. And, yeah. So thank you. That's, that's just – I really hope that we get back to that, and I'm glad 2018 decided to really emphasize in-your-face effects because it, it works. Exactly. Yeah. Um, just to catch up, yeah, John Hawk did play when he's falling from the loft. Um, the first part, I think, when he falls off is uh, 
Tom Morgan, right? And then when he's falling through the frame is John Hawk. When he's falling through the frame onto the whatever the fuck uh, farm equipment that is. Um, CGI ruined a lot of films. Absolutely. Um, uh, what was it? Uh, Fright Night, 1985. Practical effects were spot on. Yeah. Um, Terminator 1, 2, Jurassic Park, Child's Play. Yeah, they all had, they all had um, practical effects. And even the Friday 13th movies. Um, uh, uh, Jason Goes to Hell has one of the best where the two are having sex in the, in the tent and she gets the, the thing right through her chest and like <laughs> rips it up and she opens up like that. Like that shit's great. Oh, the dude's looking down or looking up and it's just blood squirting all over the place. Yeah, that was great. Shit like that is way better. And they, those movies, all those movies deserve director's cuts. I know, what was it? Manhattan or was it Heart Seven New, New Blood. Blood lost a lot of footage. It was it was New Blood, right? Because yeah, uh, uh, Beekler directed that, and he's he's he even said the things like yeah, that fucked up my movie. But yeah, practical practical effects need to make a comeback in a big way. Fuck the MPAA. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. if if you don't want, you know, if people don't want their kids watching it, then you know, don't <laughs> let them watch it. There's so many people who want to watch that shit, you know. But anyway, mm-hmm. is what it is. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, we we still have a consistent amount of people in here, which is really cool, really great. Is there any other questions we you guys have for us? I mean, we we've, we've gone through 2018. Joe's uh, Joe likes it. He just watched it the other day, yesterday or the day before. Chad likes it. I'm I'm on the fence with it. I appreciate it as a film. I mean, in comparison to say Halloween Resurrection, and I'm sorry to use Halloween Resurrection as the 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 film to to listen. Halloween Resurrection is the worst Halloween film we currently have. This is my opinion. You don't have to agree with it. That's totally fine. But that movie mm. is a dog shit of a movie. Michael Myers, or sorry, Myers fan 25, Darnell Weeks. If you're watching this, I do apologize. We just did a video on this recently. I just can't get myself to like that film, but I do like it just a little bit. That, that I'll watch it a couple times a year because it's Halloween. It's Michael Myers, Laurie Strode, get the Myers house back. I like the dangertainment uh, aspect of it, Ugh. but seeing Halloween come back in 2018, because since I took a nine year hiatus. It, it's it's still special. James Jude Courtney is awesome. Jamie Lee Curtis is great. Um, the guy who played Frank Hawkins, I really like him. What's his name? Uh, Will. Will Patton. Mm-hmm. Really like him. He's one uh, of my favorite. Reinventing the ad, a lot of shit. He's in a lot of great shit. He was in Armageddon, right? Punisher, all kinds of just like, really good movies. Oh, Dead Silence, two thousand seven, Joe. Oh, wait, that's true. I remember that. Oh, let me pose a question to you guys, and thank you to everybody in the, the comments. What is worse? And, and Chad, pay attention to this one. Halloween, so Halloween Resurrection or Rob Zombie's Halloween 2? Which one is worse? Resurrection. Chad? All right, I already know what you're going to say, but which one is worse? I think Resurrection's better than both of Rob Zombie's films. All right, guys, I get enjoyment. This is it. Peace out. I get, no, <laughs> I get no enjoyment out of Rob Zombie's shit. No enjoyment. But you got to look at 
Dude, the acting in those films though were good. You had Malcolm McDowell, Brad Dorf, even Jamie Lee Curtis. Or sorry, not Jamie Lee Curtis. What the fuck? Daniel Harris was great. I thought Scout Taylor Compton was great. Like they had a lot of people who could actually act in the film. You're really gonna tell me, the Chad, that Resurrection is better than the remake of Halloween? Let's not talk about the second one. Let's just switch really quick to the first one of Rob Zombie's Halloween. You're gonna really tell me that Resurrection's better than that film? Why? Because I can, like I said, I can still get enjoyment out of Resurrection. You're like, oh, that's fucking stupid. Oh, Busta Rhymes. You're, you're crazy, Busta. Oh, God. And Rob Zombie is like, Ugh, I don't want to see these. He, he takes the redneck aspect to the extreme. It's like, I don't want to see this. And I wanted Lori to die. And I wanted her to die in the first 15 minutes of that movie. Um, Brad Dourif should have been the only one who lived in, in those they shouldn't have been made but you know whatever they are but you know where did you live no, it didn't, it didn't <laughs> intrigue you at all with lived. Rob Zombie's Halloween the fact that he decided to explore into Michael's childhood and the trauma that he experienced that, did, that didn't intrigue you at all it just annoyed you more is that what I'm getting um, yeah, you don't need to know He's just evil. You don't need to know that he was bullied as a kid or he's some fucked up kid with fucked up hair and scalps fucking rats and eh. Nah. I don't want to know that he got bullied. That's why he did it. He's just fucking evil. But what do you think about when they did the same thing to Freddy? In what? Freddy's dead. Even part five. You know, his mom got fucked by a thousand maniacs. He's in, he's in Freddy's dead, uh, you know, smashing the, the rat or hamster in the class. And all the kids are, like, looking at him. I mean, and that's, that's continuation. That's continuity. <laughs> that, that's, the worst, that's the worst nightmare movie next to fucking the remake, which is just like that. Yeah. Oh, so, okay, let's, let's go ahead and get to these comments for a moment. Sorry. Fuck Rob Zombie's Halloween. Anyway, yeah, anyway, Resurrection is better. But uh, yeah, let's move on. Going inside. <laughs> love, <laughs> love to end foray in. Uh, I'm sorry. What happened? He loves seeing Ken Foray in Rob Zombie's Halloween 1 as the truck driver. What was his name? Oh. Grizzly Joe or something? I'm Joe Grizzly, bitch. <laughs> I yeah, love that guy. Or Joe. I'm Joe Grizzly, bitch. Yeah, fuck. I like I like I like Cam uh, Cam Flory, <clears throat> uh, and I do like the uh, the mask uh, skate tune. The mask is good in Rob's. That's the only thing. And Tyler Maine is a good Michael. I will give him that. But if if he ever gets another chance, which he probably won't, he should never say anything, especially die. You know, you, you know what's interesting, Chad? There's actually a fan edit of the Halloween film on YouTube, and I'll send you the link once I find it after this stream or tomorrow or something, and you might actually really like it a lot more. It cuts a lot of the stuff out that you don't like. I think you'll actually like it, and it alters some score as well, which actually adds in some of the 2018 score, which is kind of weird, but it works out somehow. You might really like that and be like, okay, I like this vision much more. Rob Zombie 2, 
kill the series for a decade. That's very true. Um, yeah, I'll watch it. Um, I will watch it. I'll, I'll give it another shot, but uh, uh, no promises. <laughs> no. Yeah, him looking like a hope, uh, walking around with no mask on. That. Uh, yeah, that was, was Michael um, grunting, and he was grunting because he didn't want to be in the movie to begin with. I can't believe I'm in this shit fucking movie. Fuck. Die. I'm gonna die. Yeah. But dude, yeah. he does ball shock in resurrection. It was like kinda of like Darth Vader, kinda of like when he's like, no, about Padme dying. He was like the oh, same. God. Sound like the same. Wait, which which one? Resurrection, he gets his ball shocked and he gets he flies back all stupid and then he's like, No He's like actually like this. No I mean yeah. yeah, you take anything or you do anything to someone's balls. It's gonna, even evil hey, doesn't like it. Electrocuted. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Sorry, I just. Resurrection is just kind of like. I loved it when I was a kid. It came out in 2002. I was 12 or 13. Yeah, I think we were in junior high. And yeah, we, we went to the movies to see that. Oh, you, you guys both did? Yeah, yeah we did. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately. Yeah. Hmm. Unfortunately, we've seen a lot of movies together. Unfortunately, yes. You go see Jason X also because that came out the year before, right? Did we go see no, Jason I X? DVD for that shit. Yeah, I don't remember if we actually saw that one. I saw that because it came out the day before my birthday. It came out April twenty sixth, and then my birthday is the twenty seventh. So I saw it on my birthday, and I remember I loved it, dude. And even today, I love Uber Jason. Uber Jason is the shit. Oh you yeah, yeah, awesome. Take care, Bryce. Um, yeah, up, I actually... Take care, man. Speaking of those... Uh -huh. I just so I can have them all, but that, that's only because I can have them all. But, uh, yeah. But the ice the, where uh, he froze that chick's head and smashed it, best kill. Oh, that's, um, a, that's a fantastic kill. I don't think anybody would argue that. You guys Gasoline, a Texas Chainsaw Massacre fan film. Best fan film I've seen. Uh, I can't say that I have, no. Wow. Oh, I'll have to check that out. Uh, Halloween 6 was the last great movie before Halloween 2018, period. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, okay, I'm, so I'm, I, I'm not going to say that Halloween like isn't a good movie. I'm just saying that I like it more than Rob Zombie movies. That's it. That's all I'm saying. What about H2O? You don't like, like H2O, Byron? Oh, that's right. H2O. Oh, yeah, what? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Come on, Braden's making a sequel. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that, that, yo, that's right, Braden. Yeah, he is making a sequel. Um, guy who plays Chop Top is Carp Cop. That is Bill, that is Bill Mosley, uh, F Base. That, that's one of his earlier roles. He, he is Chop Top. Um, yeah, part six, he did knock up his niece, uh, because of, uh, Thorn. Producer's cut. Bullshit. Um, but uh, yeah, Bestial was too clean in the screen. Too clean, it's too screen for me. Four seconds. <laughs> but mm -hmm. Gasoline, oh. a the Massacre fan film is 35 minutes long. I will be watching this, maybe reviewing this soon. Yeah, I need to check that out too. Came out back in October, actually. You watch, uh, you watch Vengeance, right? Yeah. Friday the 13th Vengeance. 
or whatever. That was a good one. I'm like, I'm not. Uh, okay, so yeah, yeah, I'm gonna watch that later on today. Um, hmm. Yeah, I'll be back in just a moment. Hold on. Oh, oh, I, I see what you mean. Okay, no, I see what you mean. No problem. <laughs> no problem, F-Base. Um, okay, I, I, okay. The chop top in that movie, okay. Halloween 5, Matt, Halloween 5's mask. Wasn't that the uh, Nicolas Cage mask, or what people call the Nicolas Cage mask? Yeah, that was shit, too. That mask is god-awful. I don't know how I don't anybody. Know I don't know how they approved that mask for that I, film. And then it like flares out like that. I don't get it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it is. It is shit. It is poop, Byron. No doubt. <sighs> Damn, dude, this has gone on for a while. Holy crap! Now, if you guys have any more questions, feel free to yeah. shoot away. Yeah, anything Halloween related. Oh, for the Halloween Five Lost Foot. F Bass, I've drank too much. I will bow out now. Oh, F Bass, stick around, bro. Keep going. Are they still are they still searching for the Halloween Five Lost footage? I don't know. James, do you know about that? You know, it's funny you you asked that. I made a video on it when it was announced, and I've tweeted Halloween movies on several occasions. With no answer. <laughs> it was it was the fucking thirtieth anniversary last year, so yeah. you thought you you would think that something's gonna be special, like just like when uh, Halloween um twenty eighteen came out, it it was the thirty year anniversary for Halloween four, so I thought something special was gonna come, steelbook special edition. Nah, nothing. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh. Um, 2009 Jason versus 2018 Michael would be awesome to see on screen. <sighs> um, honestly, in something like that, if they were to do something like that, I would prefer. Um, that's the only Rob Zombie thing I would prefer is Tyler Maine versus Derek Mears, Jason versus Michael. Um, I think they're a little bit more even in size and, 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 you know, build and all that, then, uh, uh, James Jude Courtney. Um, so that, uh, that, yeah. that would be sick to do of them in a fan or some type of little thing, but yeah. I, I think, I think 2009 Jason would beat 2018 Michael. Jason, Derek Mears is what, six foot five or something? James Jude Courtney is about six three. Yeah. Uh, Jason fucking runs. Dude's running at you. That's true. And plus, the 2018 Michael is like, you know, in the 60s or 50s or whatever. Um, who would win part four Michael or part six Jason in a fight? Mm. Who? I, uh, I, I have a, I have a, a theory on that one. I think Jason would win. Yeah, Jason would win just because he's he's zombie at this point. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, Jason's taken on Freddy 
And some could argue that he won that fight and, you know, Freddy and himself is some sort of nightmare demon. So, <laughs> I mean, and oh, Jason, I think out of the, the three iconics of Freddy, Michael and Jason, I think Jason's bar, you know, bar none, he's the strongest. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, this you can't really talk about Jason versus Michael unless it's literally any Jason from 2, 3, and 4 versus an iteration of Michael. That's the only fair fight you're going to have. You can't you can't take Jason X, Jason versus Tyler Main Michael. It's like, oh, well, Evil gets an upgrade. He's fucking Uber Jason. KM can even kill his ass. Mm-hmm. that was uh jesus um yeah i think ted white versus um andy michael like ted white's jason or something like that that would be kind of cool um maybe not steve dash he wasn't very big uh who the fuck played him in part three uh richard brooker Richard Brooker. Shit, I forgot about Brooker. He would be cool, too. Versus any Michael. Um, I liked Richard Brooker. So he or Ted White, I think. The way they played... Uh, Jason. What Part 4 Jason versus 2018 Michael. Michael. Mm-hmm. Say Michael. Because Michael... Oh. You know, you saw Ted, Ted White, White kind of like back away from swings with a machete that chick who has the machete in her hand you know tommy's uh, sister and 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 jason tried to dash it because he, he was scared of it michael was straight up walked towards it he stood in fire dude that's true he got his fucking what two bottom fingers <laughs> Blood on the shotgun. yeah so i think i think that 2018 that one for sure uh, um so on the subject of verses, obviously we've had theatrically uh, Freddy versus Jason. Is there any other horror icons? It doesn't even necessarily have to be horror icons per se, but is there any type of horror matchups that you guys would like to see? Horror matchups? Mm-hmm. Versus. Hmm. If you could pick any monster or horror, whatever, and pit them together. Mm. Who would it be? Freddy versus Pinhead uh, in the Cenobites. Uh, or, yeah, Cenobites. Yeah. Freddy versus Pinhead. Yeah. It's funny. There's a mm. fan film that just came out. A Friday, or sorry, a Nightmare on Elm Street fan film, and you think it's a Nightmare on Elm Street fan film, and by the end of it, you get introduced to two horror icons, and you're just like, "What the fuck is going on here?" But it was cool. It's cool. I'll have to send you guys something later. But I would want to see Pinhead. And, and Freddy, because they're both demons. Well, one of them's angel to some, demon to others, but... Didn't New Line kind of want to do that? I, I, my understanding is, I believe, with Freddy versus Jason, there was supposed to be... They had an idea for the ending of that film to where, at the end of it, Pinhead actually shows up. It's like, both Freddy and Jason go to hell. And then when they get to hell, there's Pinhead, and he utters some sort of line, but they... they yeah. We're going to tease something to that effect. Could you imagine that? That would have been great. Um, someone commented in here that I like too. So uh, Horror Fanatic 
X25 put, for me, the Creeper versus Pumpkinhead. I would definitely like to see the Creeper take on something like the Pumpkinhead. That would be a lot of fun. Chucky doll in a house on Elm Street. A fight both in the same film. Uh, Pinhead versus Colt of Thorn Michael. Jason versus Leatherface. I had the comics back in the 90s. Pennywise. 2007 Pennywise versus 2008 or 2017 Ooh. Pennywise 2018 Michael. The Tall Man versus Pinhead would be cool or Freddy versus Pennywise. Holy shit. Oh, Candy Freddy man. versus Pennywise. Oh, man. Wow. There'd be a wow. lot of shit wow. talking in that film. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, F. Bass, I just want to let you know real quick. You said how many scenes did Kane Hodder play Leatherface in part three? I don't think he played any of them. I think he played Leatherface in the uh, trailer or teaser, and that was about it. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Correct. I know that. I like Kane Hodder. He's my favorite, Jason. Mm-hmm. He's a nice dude. Yeah, I like Kane Hodder, too. He, uh, he, Ted White... <clears throat> Richard Brooker. I like CJ Graham. He's cool. And uh, Derek Mears. Yeah, dude, Derek Mears. Dude, Derek Mears is fucking... Oh, I don't... You know, he, 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 he shouldn't skip leg day, but he's... He's a beast. <laughs> he's uh, from Bakersfield, actually. Yeah, he's from Bakersfield. He's in yeah. L.A. right now, apparently. Yeah, not that far from us. Very cool. Um, lots of behind the scenes photos of him in costume on set online. Oh, that's pro. Well, that could have been for the the trailer, or whatever. Yeah. Um, I think the who in which one part three? Uh, Leatherface Detective Master Three. I, I I haven't I've only watched all those other movies like once or twice. Uh, the only Texas Chainsaw movies I actually like are, is the remake. Who played Leatherface <laughs> in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake? Uh, Andrew Bernierski or something, right? Yeah, the guy who played um, Zangief in the Street Fighter live action. Oh, jeez, that's right. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah. So, so the guy who played Leatherface in Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3 was R.A. Mieloff, I believe is the pronounce- how you pronounce it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't know his name. It's a different one. I love 2018 Michael Myers, but Part Seven Jason would be too much for him. Yeah, random. But does, does anyone know what Halloween film did Michael write Sam Haim on the board? Part Two. Yep, it was Part Two. Horror Fanatic writes, how about Wishmaster versus Leprechaun? <sighs> Wishmaster versus Warlock probably be. But that'd be cool too. Um, Leprechaun? I like to see Leprechaun versus Chucky. Well, of- Wishmaster versus Leprechaun, I guess, wouldn't be out of the realm of. Uh, possibilities because both have uh well you know they both have magic or whatever you want to call it they have supernatural abilities the thing with wishmaster is uh, his ability I, I always thought was predicated on someone making a wish that's the only way he could actually use his powers not really because he would like trick people into it 
Um, he would right, but somebody has him. to make a wish in order for him to do something. Well, sorry, it's a play on words, of course, but. Well, he he asked the one guy with the fro. He's like, I, I assume this is something you do not wish to see, correct? And the guy's like, Yeah. He's like, Okay. And then he like, I can't remember what he did, but he did something. He like fucked up his eyes or something. So he like he. He almost tricks you into it, making the wish, you know. So could he trick yeah, Leprechaun like, into making a wish like that? Play on words. Yeah, it's a play on words. Like you said, um, but what's that line that you always say? I didn't come to play with fruit, or something. Oh, oh, uh, <clears throat> I didn't come to play with fruit. I only seek my magic flute, and I believe that's from Leprechaun uh, in the Hood, if I'm not mistaken. I think that's the one. God, those movies got really out there in the later sequels. Yeah. God, okay, so quickly, um, so Kane Hodder did play Leatherface in that t- in that trailer, but he did play. He, so he was the stunt coordinator on the film and did play a few scenes as Leatherface, but hmm. not full time. Oh wow! Just want to well, confirm that with uh. It passed. Him arresting scene with Corey, the truck, trunk, ripped off, rip off scene. I think the water fight sequence made a few scenes where he was running with the livestock. Yeah, probably reshoots or something, I would assume. Or maybe he was the stunt guy on it, I don't know. Um, also, a guy played for. They fired, played. Also, a guy they fired, played Leatherface in several scenes in 2003. Remake for they hired Andrew. I think the original guy was way better than. Um, I like the beginning. I like the beginning. I think it was fine. Um, I think Andrew uh, Bynarski, how do you say his name? I think he did a pretty good job. I I'd have to go. I actually have it on DVD. I pulled it out. Um, I just haven't gotten around to watching it yet. But yeah, um, I'll have to watch that and see if I can tell the difference. <clears throat> Uh, so speaking oh. of your horror films, they all pretty much end up in space somewhere or another. <laughs> Michael goes to space. <laughs> That's true. We did have Pinhead go to space. Uh, I don't think Freddy went to space, did he? Oh, okay. Freddy did not. But everyone else pretty much got fucked in space. On or Chucky did. Chucky. Chucky. Yeah. Chucky got lucky. Well. Leprechaun. Chucky got lucky, but Leprechaun. That's right, Leprechaun did, did yeah. He was in the space, he was in the yeah. hood, fucking. He was everywhere. <laughs> Fuck. Jesus. Jesus. Uh, anyway. Um, right. Yeah, the final front here. Yeah, man. Shit. I don't know what else to add. Yeah, we've. Any we've, more questions? You go. Leslie Vernon for in Laurie Strode. We've been going for a long time. We've been going for an hour, uh, 108 minutes, it says. Fuck. Half hours on here. Holy shit. Oh, yeah. According to this, it says two and a half hours. Wow, we've been on this meeting. Hmm. And it's kind of funny because uh, in case... 
you guys don't know. So obviously we shoot the episodes and then you guys get to see them. But a lot of the time we usually go over a time that we set to have discussions on topics. And after we talk about the topic, then we go off the rails and we just get into so many different horror movies. Because obviously we love horror films. So we'll jump from this horror film to that horror film. So having this platform here to be able to talk about it openly with you guys and just together, you know, cause you know, we all love horror films and it's easy to get lost in talking about these films that, you know, we grew up loving and there's still so much to talk about. We haven't touched on a lot of, you know, there's a lot of good stuff out there and, you know, we look forward to uh, getting into it. And of course your guys's questions definitely help propel a lot of these topics. So feel free to shoot in as many as you can, you know, cause we just, we like talking about the movies we love. Yeah, exactly. And like we, we, we don't even know what our next topic is going to be for the next episode. Why don't we let the viewers yeah. pick our next topic? What do you guys want us to talk about? I love that. And do you like this live? Because we can do this live too. Yeah, so. we, we, exactly. Uh, we can do also, episode five live. Uh, skate tuned. Where will Halloween be in 10 years? Another reboot or a complete new angle? A new angle. You think they think they keep it in the same universe? No. It's it's gonna be different. Different. Yeah. Okay. Uh Byron, which female horror movie villain is as evil as Michael Myers? Female horror. Ooh, that's a good horror. one. Ooh. Female horror villain. Camera Voorhees. <sighs> <laughs> special, special boy. In today's oh, I do remember that. Byron says, "Do more live streams like this." Okay. Um, there was a Dracula film in space. Oh yeah, Dracula three thousand. Uh, Amanda from Saw. She's pretty brutal, but she still has some some humanity to her. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, what's her name from Species? Ooh, you're right, dude. She uh, was. Yeah. I know she was just trying to reproduce or something, right? But she was. <laughs> and kill everybody along the way. <laughs> what was your yeah. name? She was. Uh, yeah, I think I think you're right, Chad. Maybe she had just like maybe she just called her. Maybe it was Eve. I can't remember. I'm trying to remember what her name was. Um, Dude, I love species growing up. I was scared and and, and slightly like how do I say this? That sounded weird. Attracted. Yeah. Angela, uh, uh, Cinema of the Dead just put Angela from Night of the Demons. Oh fuck! Yeah, uh, that's, that's a good. One. Uh, F Bay says yes. Love the live interactions. Keep doing them. Okay. Uh, Natasha Hendrich. Oh, Natasha. Uh, Henstridge or Hen Henstridge? You know what female? You know what female I actually like uh, is Tiffany from Bride of Chucky. I actually love uh, really. Tiff oh yeah, I love the Tiffany character. She was just fucking crazy. Jennifer Tilly. Jennifer Tilly is brilliant, and I like how in Seed of Chucky she plays herself, of course, but then she also plays. Tiffany too, which is kind of weird, but you know, I, I like the I like that character. Mike, uh, can I do the video about the two teasers? Yeah, send me the video. I'll uh, um, 
You want me to do a video on them? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll touch up uh, on those um, uh, oh. tomorrow or something. I, I you know, I, uh, I don't, I haven't seen the video at all. But you guys, so you guys want us to do more live streams? I mean, the, the, the idea is to do more live and then do some pre-recorded stuff. But if you guys want to see more live, I mean, I'm not opposed to it. And we're all in quarantine here, so I mean, it's it's doable. So we're not going anywhere. Exactly. And this has been pretty cool because we've had a consistent uh, number of people in here for the last two hours. And uh, yeah, this is awesome. A lot of interaction, which is wonderful. A lot of love from everybody. This is fucking cool. Should have stuck to scoring films. Chad <laughs> <laughs> loves Angela Baker from uh, Sleep. Yes, Over. yes. I would actually. We need to have another one of these streams or even videos we're going to do. I would love to talk about Sleep Away Camp. Purely a female, though. I don't uh, think she would well, okay, that that's fair. That is fair. She's okay, not. Okay, take that back. In today's world, yes, she would count. So yes, she does count. She does count, even though her balls are probably bigger than mine. But yes, it does. Ah. Count. Well, you know what's um, you know what's weird about that though, because of course, yeah, so she reveals, you know, she's revealed to be a a boy in the first film. But what about in the sequels? I can't quite remember if they ever went any know, further with that, or she just became just female for the rest of the series. I know in like either two or it might be. Th- the third one they go like full-on like comedy and it's kind of they kind of get weird so i i don't remember i really don't remember but i think they're on shutter or something right so i'll have to watch those again yeah i, I haven't seen that i mean i've watched the first one so many times but i have i gotta go back and watch the sequels again is bright considered a horror movie that's more of an a- uh, action fantasy film huh? that's like a fantasy film yeah I was gonna say, uh, what's your name from that one, but uh... hmm. And then F. Bass put uh, "Bride of Chucky" was the best comeback. Oh man, "Bride of Chucky" actually. Um, you. I actually think that's my favorite child's play film. To be honest, um, you guys are gonna hear it a lot from me. I talk about it in the other videos, but I'm really big on um, the way movies are shot. And Ronnie Yu, the way he shoots his films, you know, they have these really dark certain lightings in a lot. He just he has this template that he uses, similar to how uh, Tim Burton shoots his films. He just he has this look to his movies. And Bride of Chucky obviously looks just like Freddy vs. Jason. The um, Bride of Chucky, I, I love that film. It's very enjoyable. I love the interactions between Chucky and the Tiffany characters. Um, you know, the the lead characters are fine in it too, but I, it's a very, I think it's my most, the, the film that I enjoy the most out of all the Child's Play films. I just think it's it was really well put together. Did you see the new one? The remake? Um, which one's that one? Child's Play. I haven't, no. I have not seen it. It's good. It's, yeah, it's different. I actually liked it. Uh, they changed some things, but it wasn't bad. It, it it actually did what a reboot is actually supposed to do, so I didn't I didn't mind it. Um, another question uh, from Byron: If you guys were possessed by any horror movie villain, who would it be? If you guys were in a possession movie, excuse me. Um, who would you want to be possessed uh, possessed by? Oh, that one's easy. Take a guess, Chad. Who I'd want to be possessed by? 
Say yes. Uh, Dr. Frankenberger from uh, the Rocky Horror Picture Show. <laughs> no. <laughs> Try again. Uh, possessed? That chick from Once Bitten. How dare you? No. <laughs> I always do his voice. Come on. Oh, Jigsaw? Thank you. You want to be possessed? How do you be possessed by him, though? I don't know. I'd be, I'd be possessed by Jigsaw, and I'd get all his crazy trap ideas and engineering skills. I want to play the game. There you go. I think I'd go with. I think I'd go with uh, Jay, uh, Jason. Have that slug enter me, and I'll, I'll just take over. What about you, Jimmy? Uh, what about what, you? Jimmy? Want to be possessed by uh, the uh, the Cult of Thorn? <laughs> Okay. Who's more people, Samara, Valak, or Annabelle? Joe, you know who Valak is, right? Yeah. You remember Valak? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I think... Uh... Samara, Annabelle, I would say. Valak is just a dickhead. Do you guys dig Tom Savini's Night of the Living Dead? Hell yeah. Fuck yeah. Great question. God, man, that's... Probably one of my favorite, not just uh, zombie films, but horror films of all time. I absolutely love, love the remake. That film I've seen so many times. I have the, the, the soundtrack to it. Um, it's so well scored. It's so well shot. Um, Tom Savini just, I mean, he, oh my goodness, he knocked it out of the water. I mean, he just, that film is unbelievable. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Thank you, Bass. Uh, F Bass, appreciate it. I um, I just finished that Roy up um, literally like a day or two ago. Uh, it was uh, uh, it, it was it was it was like a five or six day process. It, it was lots of fun. Um, definitely one of my favorite pieces I have currently. Thank you. You know, I was thinking too. You really don't. What's interesting about Night of the Living Dead, the remake, and nowadays, especially with zombie films you see a lot of people being eaten by zombies. You see, you know, the, the, the biting, all that good stuff. You really don't see that in night of the living dead. It isn't about the zombies killing everybody. It's about the impact of what's happening around the human characters. You know, they're trapped inside this house together. There's a lot of different, uh, you know, they feel very differently about the situation, a lot of tension, but it's, more so about what's happening around them, more so than the zombies actually getting to them. And which is why you don't really see, you know, them being eaten really by the zombies. I mean, when the truck blows up, their burnt corpses are being chewed on, but you really don't see the the typical zombie ripping the throats out, like like you see in Day of the Dead, for example. When they get slaughtered, you're getting, you know, the, the heads being torn off, the vocal yeah. cords being ripped. That's great. Um, the, you know, being pulled, you know, apart from the waist down. So that's probably another reason why I can appreciate Night of the Living Dead is because it's able to be so engaging without being so gory. It's not really graphic. It's more so the visuals of, uh, of what you're seeing that comes to just the, the horror element more so than the blood and gore. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. It's it's 
Do we should do an episode on zombies down the line and just discuss the history of I'm zombies? All for that. I'm all the history of zombies going from the beginning of time, even before George Romero started it, and then you know present day, uh, Walking Dead and things like that. That would be really cool. Yeah, or franchises. We, if you guys in the live stream want to see us tackle, you know, any franchise, uh, not just Halloween or you know Friday Nightmare, whatever. Um, you know, we're down for that. Scream. We would love to talk about Scream. Uh, Night Living Dead movies, all that stuff. So just, yeah, shoot us some uh, some more suggestions and we'll try and uh, get that done for you guys. Because this has been f- fun as hell. Yeah, like I said, yeah, definitely whatever. Like I said, I really want to hear from you guys and pick our next topic. Whatever you guys want us to really, really touch on. Likes this definitely want to go there. Yeah. Original Dawn of the Dead with Ken Foray and Tom Zavini. Yeah, that's a good one. The original uh, Dawn of the Dead. Great movie. I even like the remake. The remake. I, love the, I actually love the remake more than I do the original, which is crazy. Not, but not, not me too. Me too. The remake of, I remember going to see it in the theaters and I was just so blown away by it. I was like, holy shit, what did I just watch? That was fantastic. Because they're running, dude. They're running through that oh that scene where the like the horde of them are just running. Dude, from from the opening scene of the little girl in, in the house and she kills her father, and then uh Sarah Polly, she gets I think is her name Sarah Polly? She gets into her vehicle and you see just all this chaos around her as she's driving away. It's just from the moment the movie starts to the the moment the movie ends, nonstop thrill ride. Love that it. movie is just a, a bloodbath of yeah. visuals. And I mean that in the sense, it's just there's so much to look at. I mean, it was so well put together shot-wise. You have the the angle. I love the angle when uh, she's driving and then it pulls back and you see the city and there's explosions, fire, and then the car comes and smashes into the other. And it just there's so that film is just so so good, so so good. Yeah, I agree. That one was fucking awesome. Um, and it had a great cast. It had a great cast. Oh yeah, the um, cast too. Yeah, Kai Pfeiffer. Uh, Kai Pfeiffer was in it, right? Who? Kai Pfeiffer. Yeah, Kai Pfeiffer was. He did in pretty it. good. Um, the the skate tune wants to know the crazies. Does that count as a zombie movie? I um I I almost want to. That's almost like that's almost like a pandemic movie, almost like Chernobyl Diaries or something. Almost. Um, they still get. I mean, kinda. They get, you know, crazy. Hills of Eyes type so, of. Shit. Right. So maybe. I guess it could. Return of the Living Dead Three was awesome. Yeah. Um, you know what's weird about Return of the Living Dead Three is I didn't like the film, but growing up, that chick really mm, was fascinating to watch. <laughs> <laughs> What? Which one? A Return of Living Dead Three, the chick with like the oh. glass going through her. Like, it... I'll keep it to that. Oh, we know what you mean, Jimmy. Yeah, I-, I was a young kid. I was a young kid. I haven't watched it since. Are you guys fans of World War Z? Not really. Um, I, I kind of wanted them to go farther, hmm. and that never happened. So no, I, I wasn't really a, a big fan of it. Um. It wasn't bad. I just, I, you know, don't really care to really watch it again. Mel Brooks's son wrote the book, didn't he? Is it Max Brooks? 
wrote the book. He made like oh. a series of books about it. Uh, I'm not sure who wrote it. I, I I don't I didn't really follow it even when it was a book. You know, so I I don't yeah. I he might have. Yeah. But I, I honestly don't know. Um, favorite romantic movie for me it's Crow. If not Bride of Chucky. When you say favorite uh, romantic right. movie, do you mean favorite horror romantic movie? Uh, bad Biology, where the guy can't control his dick and it <laughs> detaches from him and goes and bangs a lot of chicks. And it comes across this one chick who literally every time she hooks up with somebody, like five minutes later she has a baby, a deformed, fucked up baby. And it's one of the worst, most disgusting movies I've ever watched. Speaking uh, of bits and pieces, what about Teeth? You guys seen the movie Teeth? Not down. Oh god. Oh man. I remember my neighbors showed me that film and I was like, holy shit. I think Joyride's mine. Joyride. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, DK dog. That's not romantic. I mean I guess it can be in your sick fuck, but not 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 uh not see the Chucky with the turkey baster. Oh god. Oh dude, speaking oh. of turkey baster, there's that was done in another movie. Was it was it um <sighs> Don't breathe with it. The blind, they break in the blind guy's house and he goes to fucking. Oh, yeah. The, uh, he, the chick he has chained up downstairs. Yeah. Yeah. Artificial. Yeah. 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 Uh, Horror Fanatic wants to know Did you like the Resident Evil films? It's all Joe. <laughs> so, um, I'm first, a big. First three. I'm a big Resident Evil fan. I absolutely, I grew up with that franchise, you know, with the video games and everything. I have quite a collection. Maybe one day I will show everybody my Resident Evil collection. It's a franchise that means a whole lot to me. Um, you know, I was already a big fan of the zombie genre, but it just added another dimension for me. And so when we talk about the films, and I hope maybe one day we'll touch on the video games because they deserve a piece, you know, all on their own. The films, the only film that really I thought got Resident Evil completely right is the first Resident Evil film. The reason for that is you really watch it and the amount of work that went into it and the little details here and there are very true to Resident Evil. There are many camera angles which are identical shots to Resident Evil. There's over camera angles or side ones. There's very small details in there that if you're a true Resident Evil fan, you will notice and you can appreciate. I totally get why people get upset because it did not use characters from the game. But one thing that I always love that Paul W.S. Anderson said was that, you know, if you wanted a true to life version of the original Resident Evil, that just, just go play the game. You know, you can just go back and play the game. I don't think they ever could have done it to make it to where people would have been happy with it. So, he took key elements from the game, uh, took a story and just made it fresh. Obviously, you can argue about the Alice character and where she went with it, you know, where they went with her character. But for what it is, I really love the first Resident Evil film. I thought it was very well done. The score, the tension, the creature effects, you know, that one has some practical effects in there, too, that I, you know, enjoy with the liquor. Um, now, as far as the rest of the Resident Evil films... Resident Evil Apocalypse, you know, there's some some stuff you can enjoy in there. Um, I don't like the way it's edited, and 
editing is going to be a huge issue if you watch Resident Evil the final chapter which I think is one of the worst edited films I've ever seen the editing in the final chapter is so god awful there is a scene where Alice is fighting and there's so many of these quick cut shots and it's like I think someone calculated there's 180 cut up shots back and back and back and back and forth and it is so hard on the eyes to watch that film is so terribly done but Resident Evil Apocalypse like I said is enjoyable I thought you know the Alice uh, with versus Nemesis thing is pretty cool the rest of the films is just it, it just it just gets worse and worse it 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 just it, it gets all over the place. I didn't really enjoy the rest of the Resident Evil films. I still think the best one that stayed true to heart of what I felt Resident Evil was about is the first film. It brought the paranoia, brought the tension. But it just, they really, I really wish Paul Anderson would have stayed on the project as the director and stuck through it for continuity purposes and for the style of directing all the way through. But he shot the first movie and directed it. Then he wasn't there to direct Apocalypse because he left and went to direct Alien vs. Predator. Mm-hmm. And you can see how different those two films look. And I, you know, it, it yeah, well, Alien vs. Predator is another film we can talk about in another day, too. But I don't hate it. I don't it, love right. it. So, yes, I don't hate Alien vs. Predator either. And considering what we got with Requiem, I mean, Requiem, you know, Requiem is just. Is total is total mess, total garbage. Although the effects of it has one of the my favorite predators, which is Wolf. He, I mean, he's a badass. That guy is like a he's an exterminator, and he goes in and does the job. He just handles those aliens. But you know, obviously, he doesn't make it. But anyways, the last thing I'll say for like I said for Resident Evil is just uh, I really wish you know they would have put more effort into it like they did the first film. But it just it turned into what just felt like a money grab. They were pushing them out, and the quality just got worse and worse, and it just did not end on a good note. So, you know, thank you for the good question because uh, you know that Resident Evil means a lot to me, and I think uh, one of these days we'll touch on the video games for sure. Oh yeah, the video games and movie franchise uh, for sure we will. Um, the thing is, they should have made Resident Evil horror and not action packed. Yeah. Which is fair because, that, and that's what I felt the first film was. It there, it was pretty much just based on a, it just just tension. There wasn't a whole lot of action, maybe until later on in the film. But it's mostly just you know you have the outbreak occurs within the facility, and then it's mostly just as reminds me of just like the first movie. There's a lot of exploring that Alice does, and then the team comes, and you know they're searching around and such. So it builds up to uh, when they finally the doors get open and the zombies come out. Um, Byron said yeah. to me, he said, if you had a, to see a standalone movie on any character from the new Halloween film, who would it be? It would have, um, well, you, you, and it can't be Laurie or Michael. It would be um, Karen because Karen, Karen as boring and kind of annoying as her character was, she tells a brief story to Allison after their dinner for, you know, you know the movie. And she talks about how she grew up learning how to shoot and constantly being a part of this thing. Like, so watching her upbringing of being from like this newborn kid, newborn child to growing up in this, this, this is scenario where she's learning how to shoot a gun at a very young age and trying to prepare for a war that may never come. I mean, it does in 2018. Mm-hmm. 
I feel like her story can create an arc where you can actually start to start to sympathize for the character. No young child should be put through that. At the same time, it might paint a bigger picture of not only the trauma that Jamie Lee, Jamie Lee Curtis's character had, but also like maybe she wasn't that great of a mother. Right. I think if Karen had more character development, she would have been definitely a high point of that movie. Um, she had so much potential. And it's just unfortunate that the last, what, 20 minutes, maybe 30 minutes of the film, she actually does like go yeah. back to that. I think if I think if they did more with Karen, it would have meant more. It would have been bigger. But, you know, it is what it is. We touched on that earlier, so I don't want to go back to that. But, yeah, I, yeah. I agree. I would like to see a Karen standalone film because uh, I think Judy Greer uh, would definitely be able to carry that and definitely do some uh, wonders with it. <clears throat> um, Mikey, I am sorry about the, the blurry. Um, uh, yeah, if you can provide a link, man. I mean, uh, if you're able to, I... Uh... You know, I'd be willing to to take a look and everything. I'm, I do apologize. I mean, I can Google this, Google search it myself. It's not a big deal, no problem, buddy. Uh, Cinema of the Dead. Do you think Kevin in the Woods could have been a franchise? Each sequel with one of those different monsters from the end. I think the film works just on its own. I don't really think. Yeah, I don't think you really would need to branch off more than that. I think it could have worked. I mean, if they did it like an anthology thing, that would have worked. Like every movie after it, like he said, is a different monster. It'd be kind of cool, but they all, I mean, they all escape anyway, right? Or the Titans escape or something, whatever the fuck. I can't remember. The Titans are um, released at the end. You said giant hand that comes out, which yeah, uh, I, okay. I believe is interpreted as being the actual, is the, the viewer. The viewer was like the Titans, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. I think I'd read something to that. That's, who the Titans actually were is us. Uh, I think so. Fuck, I gotta watch that again, too. Um, I think so. I think the Titans were us. Um, but yeah, I, I, would, I wouldn't mind seeing it if they did it right and it made sense. But uh, even if they didn't, I think, like Joe said, it works as a standalone just fine. Um, hmm. Silent Hills movies. The Silent Hill movies worked better than what Resident Evil did. Uh, from Skate Tune. I only saw the first one. I saw... Where the cop is getting fucking put up and she's getting lit on fire? <laughs> yeah. I, and is the second one... Does the second one follow the main character's daughter from the first one? There's only two, right? I think so. Yeah, I believe there's only two Silent Hills. Okay, I saw the first one when it first came out. And I saw the second one, I think, when it was on Netflix, but I don't think I liked that very much. The first one was okay. I don't remember the second one. I remember they they ended up in, like, a, a amusement park or something that was closed. I think. If that's not it, I don't know. Um, I'll have to go back. But, uh, yeah, it, I mean, they weren't bad. They just, you know, kind of meh. Uh... Holy crap, James, just realized you interviewed Duran. I watched the video while I was searching for him. That's why. 
live stream popped up my suggestions. Freaking cool. <laughs> Uh, Mikey, the original writer, Kevin Williamson's back. Uh, working on Scream 5. That'd be cool. Have they confirmed Kevin Williamson back for Scream 5? I don't know if it's confirmed, but I hope so. Um, that would be wonderful because it would, because it would just create that, that Scream feel again. I don't know if he was back for, so he wasn't back for Scream 3, right? But he came back for Scream 4. Is that that uh, one? Uh, I don't know. Let's find out. Um. So in regards, in regards to um, Duran, Duran's a nice guy. Me and him have been talking since last summer, and we've been we've been putting these <laughs> that thing off for several several months, dude. And finally, we got to do it. It's funny because partial way through the the interview, we got disconnected, and of course he called from a private number, so he calls me back. He doesn't block his number. I'm like, oh, I have Chris Duran's number now. <laughs> uh, of course, I deleted it because I'm not, you know. But cool. I'm not crazy. Uh, <laughs> Williamson produced three and produced four. Oh, and he wrote four, but he did not write three. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, Aaron, Aaron Kruger wrote three. As of right now, Wikipedia says that he is doing produce. He's producing it, but I don't see anything about writer credits. Hmm. The faculty in Halloween H two O. Yeah, um, that was around the time. I think. Uh, I think what faculty in twenty H uh, twenty. I think both came out in ninety eight. And Scream was originally supposed to come out in 99, but I think I pushed back to 2000, right? Something like that. Um, so, Byron, who's in here, he's actually working on a project of his own um, that me and him have talked about in the, pr in the, in the previous uh weeks and he's trying to create almost like a side story i'm not gonna go into details but he's creating a side story um that's almost like a, a, a halloween 2018 filler between kills in 2018 or 2018 prior and um i'm going into details so i won't spoil anything he can type whatever he wants to in here i won't um give away anything but yeah, he's he's putting together something. It's 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 definitely different than what you would see in a standard Halloween film. Um, I'm waiting for him to write the script, and I'm going to take a look and can't wait to see what he does. That's pretty badass. Good luck with that, Byron. That's going to be cool. I yeah, I like when people come up with their own original ideas. Yeah, absolutely. For uh, existing franchises. Kind of the point of you know band films. Mm -hmm. Create your own stories, you know. Create create your own unique spin and take on these characters that we all kind of like love and cherish, and kind of yeah, has been a part of our lives. Exactly. All right. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about? We've been we've been going. Uh, this eight by eight meeting has been going for three hours now. Three Jeez. hours. 
three hours and six minutes. Wow. I don't know what it says on here. On here, oh, I'm going. Yeah, there's a lot. Anyway, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm fading. <laughs> but this was, this was fun. A fan film through the eyes of Michael. That's the way to do. It. <laughs> like that would be. What, what the fuck was that one movie where they? It's first person. Oh, hardcore Henry. Hardcore. I watched that movie and tripped the fuck out, dude. Yeah, I, I, like, I can have a seizure through this experience. Uh, but yeah, that'd be cool. Thanks, that face. We appreciate yeah. it. It would happen after Halloween ends, so it knows. Well. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, we definitely are down to do this again, guys. Uh, we'll do, try and do it a little earlier next time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, what should the next we... episode be? Like I said, I think the viewers Zombies? should pick our next topic. Uh, we should combine Resident Evil and then all the zombie movies. Yeah. And then feature, like, I want to cover Scream. I want to cover Predator. And if you guys are willing to sit through, hopefully not another three hours, but fuck it. I mean, it's going like this. I mean, yeah, just we're uh, here, you know, yeah. talking about what we yeah, love. I mean, we can't go shopping or anything. So, Skate Tunes so, says zombies, F Bass says Predator. So, we got 1 1 right there. We need something okay, to take the lead. Uh, make getting a sequel. Uh, that'd be cool if they got a sequel. Uh, if 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 the new Child's Play remake got a sequel, that'd be cool. I'd be down for that. Um, I I'd really love that. hope Friday the Thirteenth, two thousand nine, which it seems very unlikely now, but I would love to see a sequel to that. Not nightmare about the CW. Oh, oh, that's right. Yeah, didn't I send you that? Yeah, you sent me that. Yeah, I guess CW back in back when they were doing the the, the remake in 2009, shortly after that, they were supposed to get a show uh, for the CW network, but uh, that never that never obviously came to light. But they had early concepts of, of what Jason would look like. That's fucking cool, dude. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I think it'll work better now with all the streaming because they can, some of the streaming, they can get like original programming, like on Netflix or uh, Hulu or whatever the fuck they can do things without like the MPAA coming down on them, Yeah, you know? So fuck it. if you guys can do it on there, fuck it. I don't see why they just don't make movies, make a do. Fucking make a contract. With, uh, who owns the rights to uh, Friday? No, Paramount one. lost them, so they're back with Sean, right? Or does he not? It, it's up in the air right now because of the lawsuit. Oh, right. Okay. So with my well, special boy, we're well, kind of like we're open for so many opportunities because of that. Right. Well, yeah, and I know I don't know. I mean, obviously, some of your followers will know this, but. Uh, we're we're going to be working on a Friday uh, fan film uh, probably in January. Um, I will be playing Jason, and we have some ideas. We have some ideas that uh, I would like to see come to light. I think James has some ideas, and oh, yeah. uh, our scripts in progress. 
our 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 uh, executive behind the scenes producer over there, Joe. Uh, I'm sure has some things he wants to see too. So, uh, you know, who knows? Maybe you might see a Freddy glove coming out of the the ground or something. Who knows? <laughs> I, I won't say that. But <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! You open the door, Jen. No, you just opened it. We're, yep, it's open. It's we're not going there. We're not going there yet. But uh, um, yeah, uh, we kind of uh, me and James threw threw together a little a little teaser that we just hey you want to go to walmart yeah okay let's do this and uh we went grabbed some stuff so it, it looks pretty clean like jason just went down to walmart and walked out with you know farmer john clothes or something someone said that too yeah it's like what we just put it together like just just because friday the 13th was right there and we were like okay fuck it let's do something so that was kind of like a uh, special what's to come but uh yeah i i i want to i want to do some i want to do some crazy shit as jason so uh uh yeah hopefully uh you want to say anything about uh devil's item <clears throat> well i will say before i go into that that right now so 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 it was two days before friday the 13th me and Chad went to Walmart. We, we we picked out the best looking clothes we can get. Then we then went to Home Depot, pick out the pickaxe. Actually, I still have the pickaxe here. Uh, you know, with the quarantine, you never know when you might need it. So, uh, <laughs> so we we filmed. I put I put the teaser together um, through my software in a couple hours or a day, and then that's what you see. That's what you had seen on Friday the thirteenth. Right now, I'm in talks with a couple people who've been a part of some. <laughs> Big fan film projects that I'm not going to name right now because it might not happen, but I'm in talks right now, and I I don't want to give anything away, but I'm excited. Yeah, hopefully, yeah. hopefully, you know. Have you guys read the Freddy vs Jason Ash or watched Ash vs Evil Dead? Um, yeah, that would have been Joe. Joe, what are your feelings on on Ash joining? Uh, the fight against Freddy and, and Jason. I'm all for, worked as a, I think, I think it would have worked. Yeah. I know there would been, there's been rumors for a long time. I know that they tried to get that. They tried to get that green lit many years ago to have Freddy versus Jason versus Ash. And obviously it didn't come to be. Um, now, as far as Ash versus evil dead, I have seen it. Didn't really care too much for it. Um, but definitely as far as Freddy vs. Jason vs. Nash, I mean, comic was great. I would love to see that come to the big screen. That would be great. Some people want to see a, a CM Punk play Ash. I read after that. After his turn in that, that movie. Uh, the girl on the... Was it the... Third, girl on the third floor? Or girl on the top floor or something? Yeah. Really creepy horror movie, Joe. If you can, I think it's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. Yeah, girl on, yeah, girl on the top floor, girl on the third floor. But it's really creepy. <laughs> girl yeah. on the top floor. Okay. Done well. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. It makes yeah. no sense. I watched it like not even fully, and I was like, "What am I watching?" I like CM Punk, dude. I like I'm a wrestling fan, so it's cool to see him wrestle. Yeah. And his acting was okay in that, but <clears throat> he, he has some work to do. It's cool to see him wrestle when he wasn't being a 
political bitch, but yeah, I, I agree. I was fans. I, I was a fan of his. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. I wanted to address that comment, but uh, yeah, anything else on uh, Devil's Autumn or future-wise or anything? Yeah. Um, originally, I was going to do a director's commentary a week ago. And I did do it, and then we were going to do a cast and crew docu or documentary uh, commentary. It was going to be me, Trinity, uh, Chad, Adrian, and whoever else could be a part of it. We were willing to have everyone and anyone to be a part of it. You know, uh, some of us are, are working from home. Alfredo, so talking to you guys. Yeah, we're talking to you, Jen and Alfredo. Get your asses on here. No, but um, yeah, it, and it just didn't work out. At the moment, like literally the day before we're gonna do it, and when when I was gonna do the director one, I was so tired. It was super late when I had time to do it. So, there's something we want to do. Something we want to do that'd be cool. Um, I would love to to do a commentary with with the cast. Um, James Graham, did you know that me and Michael Myers are blind in the same eye? Oh wow, that's great. I did not. Wow. Sorry to hear, brother. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know if you guys have watched uh, James' fan film Devil's Autumn yet, but if not, you guys like Halloween, obviously. Give it a look. Um, but yeah, stay tuned because we might be doing that uh, making of, you know, director, commentary, whatever we do. Definitely uh, stay tuned for that. Yeah, absolutely. FS, I love Jim Cornette. He's fucking crazy. I've been watching The Dark Side of the Ring recently. It's a, it's on a, it's like a 45 oh, minute series on Vice. Oh, dude, it's so good. Um, but yeah, it's Devil's Autumn, dude. It's a 52 minute film that could have been an hour and five minutes, and maybe more. And it became a 52 minute film. And uh, some people say it's still too long. So maybe it is. But I, I hope whoever watched it, we're, we're at 10,000 views on it already. It's been a couple weeks. So I'm, I'm pretty happy, pretty excited. It's it's not, um, there's no budget really, you know, under 300 bucks, which went to pizza, beer, water, the gimbal, things like that. Filmed on an S9, Samsung Galaxy S9. It's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it was fun. It was great having both yeah. these guys. When it's done for fun, you mean, you know, kind of just roll with it. Exactly, exactly. I agree. Um, skate tune, you done with the script for my special boy? <laughs> no. <laughs> We're at the part where... <laughs> well. We're still in the process of assembling the cast. Yeah. Right now the script, I'm at the part where we meet new people and they're getting drunk. And they come across a building in a fashion and the, the building has something familiar to us as Friday fans that you're going to see someone desecrate something and someone comes and doesn't like that and things happen I think it's pretty uh, almost self-explanatory if you're a Friday fan I've given nothing away while giving you a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I want to combine uh, certain aspects 
from certain films. I'm not going to say which. I want to see if, if people can kind of uh, point it out on their own. Be like, oh, that's fucking so-and-so. Or, oh, that's fucking so-and-so. So that, that's kind of my uh, my goal. But I hope I do it. Um, I hope I do it justice. Because I'm, I'm a huge Jason fan. And to be honest, as much as I love the Halloween franchise, I think Jason would kick the shit out of Michael. <laughs> so, but, I'm not gonna uh, give anything away. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ignore him for a second. <laughs> no, uh, our film you said fucking Rob Zombies Halloween's good. <sighs> so, so our film doesn't take place necessarily, but after part two, or in between any sort of, we, we, we are looking to create our own story with the sackhead. So that we don't have any restraints or constraints. One of those. Any of that. I, I, I think this is going to be a new, a different take. Um, yeah, hundred uh, percent. And yeah, the 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 sackhead came back in the the remake. Um, but that was just a build up to the mask, and uh, we haven't really decided on certain parts. And I mean, obviously, we're still uh, very early, but yeah, Sackhead will be very prominent, I think. Um, but we'll see; things could change. I can tell you that we have a makeup effects artist that's attached to this, and he's already given awesome. me, uh, yeah, he's given me ideas or us ideas um, on on shit. I can't tell you anything because it will spoil things. We have ideas. We have a lot of ideas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Alright guys, it's 147 AM here in, in California. It's probably much later for some of you. Skate tune, you were in the UK, I believe. So it's like 947 where you are. Um Shit. I do appreciate every single one of you coming out tonight and being a part of this and, and it's been wonderful to hear what you have to say. We didn't get a uh uh we didn't get enough votes on the next topic of discussion. Uh, I think if we go back, we might see a little. I th- they they were sprinkling in. Uh, the two that we uh, got was Predator and Zombies. Uh, I'm down to do either one. Hey, fuck it. We'll just do one on each. We, we, yeah. Just don't, yeah. Know just don't know which one will come first. Let's jump on the Zombies first. Yeah, we can do Zombies because Resident Evil comes into that. And then, you know, I've been wanting to discuss Scream 5 or a potential Scream reboot. That's something we can do in a couple episodes from now. Yeah, hell yeah. Hell yeah. So we hope to see you guys all again soon. This was fucking awesome. And yeah, fuck yeah. Let's keep it going. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for watching Generation Horror, episode four of Generation Horror. And we'll be back for either a live stream of episode five or a pre-recorded episode five, which you can find on Anchor, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and all major podcast platforms out there. Just search Generation Horror and you will find it. Uh, Thank you so much for watching this episode. And I hope to see you guys all soon. Thank you so much. Have a good night. Night, guys.